Ahoy there friends, it's me, your old pal Captain Kevin. Thanks for checking out this special best of Smackdown Crawl, episodes 11 to number 20. If you've not done so already, you need to get on the Editor Podcast Patreon page. Nearly 200 hours of content as of August 2022 and counting every month at least three new pieces of content are added. And there's a lot of great stuff there. You've got the Smackdown Crawl, which you're going to get a slice of here, where myself and Adam review every single episode of Smackdown. We're closing in on episode number 100, filling in some of the gaps between seasons 1 and 3 most recently. As well as that you've got video episodes with myself and Adam, Adam and Billy looking at some classic wrestling video games and media. You've got side ventures in series like Cardsmanship, The The Big Show Show Show, Outtake Compilations, Limp Biscuit, Album Reviews and of course the Bibliotech slash Reading Ranch where we go through through lots of wrestling books, autobiographies, and bits of written media from the world of professional wrestling. Some examples of that already here on the free feed, like Exist to Inspire from the Hardy Boys or The Hardcore Truth with Bob Holly. But over on the Patreon, you've got multi-part in-depth looks at some of the classic wrestling books that you may not have heard of before, like William Regal's Walking a Golden Mile, Pete Gas looking up at the lights, recent series where we're looking back at Journey into Darkness revisited with myself going through it this time. And Jimmy Corderas' book, Ryback Self-Help Book. All this and much more, as well as all that crawl, all those other audio goodies, all those video goodies for a mere $5 a month. And each and every month it gets even better value. And each and every month you're getting way more content than you will at any other Patreon that's going today for the sport of professional wrestling. We're ad-free. We like being ad-free. And it's because of our amazing backers over at patreon.com forward slash AE podcast. But if it doesn't suit your budget or where you are at the moment enjoy this it's a free taste it's put together by our main man and from ajmediaproductions.co.uk one of the big wigs in the world of professional wrestling as far as i'm concerned if you need videographer an editor a director someone to do audio and sound i cannot name someone better then Ant, ajmediaproductions.co.uk. Get in touch with him if you need him for any sort of a project, wrestling or not. He's a friend of the show and he's done an amazing job here again putting together one of these compilations. Enjoy it, get a little taste of the Smackdown Crawl and if it ever suits your needs, we're over there on the Patreon with 200 hours of audio waiting for you. Treat yourself. There's not better value content you're going to get for a mere $5 at this point. If you're cutting back because of that cost of living, $5 will get you far with the Attitude Podcast, my friend. Friends, but for now, let's settle in and enjoy the best of Smackdown Crawl episodes number 11 to 20. Smackdown Crawl. Smackdown Crawl episode number 11. We're on the road to Survivor Series 1999. Hello, once again, it's uh, Cowboy Kevin Mann here, joined alongside Adam Bibolo. Hello there. Adam's just had a birthday. Ah, I'm old. You are. You're old. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This was a very exciting episode of SmackDown. I'm very, very excited to talk about it. I mean, this one was definitely a very Attitude Era feeling yeah. SmackDown. It's another one of those great ones where it's like, here's tonight's theme. We're going to tell you right off the bat, this is what the episode's all about. And then for the rest of the show, that's going to be our main focus. We'll keep coming back to it. And it's something I always love about the Attitude Era is having episodic shows with their own little self-contained stories. Yeah, that's what Vince Russo says that he's great, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> 
I do like though that we're inside here in the little bubble though, because sometimes when we're outside the bubble of, of the hardcore Glag H community, it'd be a little bit scary at them. Yeah. We put up some new videos last week and one of them got <laughs> one of them got some traction in not such a good way. Oh. The Lemmy video oh, yeah. a attracted a certain <laughs> subset of people on Facebook, <laughs> most of which have got Lemmy as their profile picture <laughs> and their cover picture. It's too soon, mate. Like he's not even cold in the ground yet. You can't go making jokes like that about him. But the good thing about this, right, is that because we're here in our safe and close space under the dome here in the SmackDown crawl in Patreon, okay, with, with you guys, we're all cool, right? I can tell you the joke I was gonna make, but I didn't make because I didn't want to start a riot. There was a number of instances of people saying, how dare you mock God? Because Lemmy, in is. some people's eyes, is God. Yeah. I'm sure the people at Metal Hammer probably voted him as God at some point in time. And so. we ousted that old God and got rid of him. <laughs> the new God is Lemmy. And we will build golden statues of him and praise him. But I was just going to put up a screen cap of Joey Styles when he goes, He mocks God! <laughs> but I thought, no. Don't a, poke the bear. A cooler head will prevail. <laughs> Be that as it may, it was what it was. So, um, for those of you who enjoyed the, the one thing I loved, which was Levy entertained 70,000 people. The only person you entertained were the two people you were podcasting with. Oh! I love that because he knows enough about the podcast to know there's three of us. <laughs> Apples are definitively better than oranges, I would say as well. But, uh, this yeah. is the trouble with videos where we're slagging someone off because videos get shared and then people that don't listen to the podcast see it and they're like what's this all about oh it's some sort of anti-lemmy podcast is it like and they get all fucking worked up over it look adam we're three guys with a simple mission me you and billy sat down to go pay-per-view by pay-per-view and disparage lemmy in every <laughs> single one of those lemmy and the undertaker that's the only two targets we're after yeah the main event of unforgiven 98 was underwhelming but let me tell you about lemmy and why he's a piece of shit for <laughs> Whereabouts are we for tonight's episode of the Smackdown? Well, the sign is healthy, gotta let us know. We're in Rockadelphia. Rockadelphia. Rock, rock, Rockadelphia. Rock, <laughs> rock, Rockadelphia. <laughs> this is such a minor little thing. The opening pyro, the big. <laughs> they used a stock explosion sound, which is like. Which is from fucking 3D Movie Maker on Windows 95. Are you shitting me? It's, it's, it's not even like a firework sound effect. It's an explosion. But they have actual fireworks. I know, I know. And they dubbed the, the fucking cheapest royalty-free explosion they could find. Vince McMahon just comes out for a promo. Those bullies won't bother me now. <laughs> <laughs> I love when there's unnecessary sound effects added in because yeah. obviously we mentioned before you know Kitchen Nightmares US and they add in all these yeah those are kind of incidental like mood sound effects yeah and Joe and I are currently watching Man vs. Food oh brilliant and uh, Joe pointed out to me anytime in the second season where they show sauce being poured they add in the stock <laughs> As in Gloop Slime 001. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, man, that's amazing that they're actually buffering their fireworks. Yeah, they want to give them a bit more flesh. Like. <laughs> they want to get them over a little bit more. <laughs> King is really annoyed about the controversy. And his reasoning here, even though he actually eloquently defended Al Snow's action figure, then he goes, I'm mad though because the controversy will make Al Snow's action figure a collector's item and he'll make a fortune on royalties. 
That's not how commerce works. <laughs> oh, because his figures have been pulled from the shelves, he's going to make more money. Oh, don't you? Oh, I'm what so would... delighted. What happened? Oh, I got pulled from the WWE video game. It's great. I'm going to make so much money. <laughs> he's like looking on eBay like, oh, someone's selling my figure for $600. Like looking at his bank account like, where's the fucking money? Like, <laughs> I, why haven't I got any of it? I get that money. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I sold a bunch of old toys. I didn't know I was going to give the money to Al Snow. Like, <laughs> fucking hell. Oh, I got it. Oh, this is so funny. Backstage, we've got Meanie, Edge and Christian, and the Hardy Boys all celebrating with the new tag team champions. I'm guess he was there in the background as well. Yeah, who are those two other lads? Fucking Nova. Nova? From ECW. He was Simon Dean. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Simon, I know Simon Dean, yeah. He's appeared in a few like backstage segments for them because he did... Remember when Mark Henry in China went to the bar? Mm. He was the guy who like started making fun of China and Mark Henry and they beat him up. Fucking hell. So Nova's here again. I don't know if he was on a developmental or just a loner from ECW because Nova was one of those lads in ECW who could actually fucking wrestle. Yeah. And then some. So yeah, interesting to spot him here again. But I love how they celebrate. It's the most simple, pure way. Al Snow and Mick Foley, of course, they celebrate with milk. Yeah. And uh, Al pours some milk all over himself and Mick is like, that's not the first time you've been doused in a white liquid. Ew. Okay. <laughs> it goes from being like the most wholesome, like, yay, friendship can conquer everything. I remember that time you were covered in cum. Yeah, I mean, I, this was a sweet segment, but I did end it by going... Wait, how much cum? <laughs> Doused, you say? <laughs> that, a that must have been a team effort, surely. I mean, how much cum <laughs> can one man make? Like? Coming up next, Tesk taking on D-Lo Brown. Tesk has got his cool new gear. What are your thoughts? Yeah, that's Tesk for you. I mean... You know, I didn't even notice it was new. <laughs> it's, it's Test. You know, you see Test and you're like, there's Test. But he's got a special tee that's got the, you know. Yeah, that's very good, mate. You know what that is, that, that tee on that shirt? It's like if you were like 12 in your first ever ICT class and they're like, do a Word document. Be like, Whoa, I'll use this. Like, <laughs> Whoa, what do you mean? Show card gothic, waka waka. <laughs> uh? A wild posse appear. Oh, God. You know what? Pete Gass, he's been doing the rounds, doing interviews and all that. Mm. You know, because his book has come out. He's yeah. been an AMA. He was on uh, Observer Live. So everyone wants to know, Pete Gass, he's doing really well, but he's got a really long commute. So think oh. about that. So every time you see Pete Gass, there's a man who's spending slightly too long in his car every day. What a shame. Two-hour commute, he says. Oh, no. What's he doing? I don't know. He's one sort of <laughs> commuting, far away job like testing cars or roads or some shit. Like I don't know, testing roads. <laughs> so I mean, I honestly, every time I see Pete Gas get beat up now, I'm be like, oh Jesus! And now he's he's got that drive. <laughs> <laughs> they are mic'd up, the posse. Yeah, they're they're here to kind of chat about tests basically they're talking mess about tests they're talking test about they're talking mess yes they tests are tests get messed <laughs> but so they are so loud they are I think it's when they do that like oh they're meant to be talking amongst themselves with the cameras right here mm. and Rodney's going fucking hell for leather he's just saying everything that comes into his head Picasso is just smiling nodding thinking fucking hell am I going to go on the M26 or <laughs> am I going to go northbound will I, will I stop off in Stevenage I oh, just I didn't charge the Tom Tom this morning I've just eaten oh. nothing but rollovers and Jensen's pasties <laughs> for, the last, for the last six years and <laughs> <Fuck yeah. laughs> 
you say like you say it makes sense when the camera's up that close it's like oh that's why we, that's why they're so loud because the cameraman's really close they cut back to the fucking ring and you can still hear them at that level and then the commentators are talking over them as well it's a fucking cacophony it's great because you're going test and deal around just like in the ring and all you hear is Roddy going he makes me sick <laughs> <laughs> really likely King randomly out of nowhere they're talking again about um you know, Stephanie and Tess being married. That's the whole story. This this Tess is only wrestling here so they can talk about Just so it's an excuse to talk, yeah, about, talk about the yeah, wedding and hype sure. it up. And King goes, Oh man, what if they had kids? And Cole, leaping to their defense, goes, What do you mean? They'd be beautiful children. Alright. <laughs> you don't have to be too keen. Like, I wanna meet that boy, you know. <laughs> it's the two ends of the spectrum, isn't it? Like Cole is like, it's destiny, it's true love, they have to be together. And King is literally like, Stephanie, I'm pleading, please don't marry Tess. I'm gonna Jeff Hardy doesn't believe in evolution, uh, just so we all know. Does he not? He doesn't. Hey man, you can explain evolution, but how come that there's monkeys around and there still is? And Chris Jericho in his pocket goes, oh yeah man, that's really interesting. Next week AJ Styles is going to tell me the really interesting facts that make you think that, hey, maybe the world is flat. <laughs> Hey man, evolution is a mystery, full of change that no one sees. I, I actually, when he, when I found out about this, this this will tell you right the, how annoyed I was. I got so angry, I literally got my microphone. I was like, I'm going to the podcast room. I'm going to podcast today, Jeff. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, just just calm down. Send out a sarcastic tweet or two about it. For those of you who are wondering why monkeys can still coexist alongside humans, it's basically how you can have divergent evolution. Much in the same way the Hardy Boys still coexist alongside the Young Bucks. <laughs> Doesn't disprove the existence of either, but just food for thought there. But you know what? I might have to do a podcast teaching Jeff Hardy about fucking evolution. Jesus Christ. <laughs> how to evolution. Seriously. With Jeff Hardy. <laughs> Jeff Hardy. Jeff, sit down. Sit. Hi, guys. Today I learned an evolution. But, but my... How can wolves exist and my dog exist? <laughs> How about my dog, man? Like, you know. Poor old Too Cool here get called everything under the sun by Cole except their new names. We've got Christopher, Taylor, Too Hot Scott, Scott Taylor. <laughs> too Hot Scott, I love. And my favourite, Grandmaster Too Sexy. <laughs> Grandmaster Cool. He says, if these two are cool... I don't want to be cool. Good. Strong strong words there from Michael Cool. Well, my mom just said that you're just jealous of me because I'm actually the cool one. So I mean, This is the tamer of the two because obviously Jim Ross is on Raw calling them jackasses <laughs> jackasses. <laughs> Jerry is freaking out because Michael Cole keeps getting their names wrong. Yeah, he's I like telling that. your mom. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> Did you see when when uh, King realizes Terry's there? There's a split second where he goes, "Here, kid," uh, <laughs> and you can imagine him going bright red in the face when he realizes it's not Miss Kitty. <laughs> it doesn't work. Jerry, you got some splaining to do. <laughs> Coming up next, European Championship on the line. I've written down here: eggs versus sausage. <laughs> eggs and sausage. <laughs> The Mean Street Posse are a side of toast. <laughs> well, they're coffee in a roll, I always thought. <laughs> anyway, uh, eggs is edge, sausage is the British bulldog. <laughs> Just for, for clarifying, you know. A blood sausage, no doubt. A bloody blood sausage, indeed. Uh? DX come out, 
Xbox got his energy drink. You guys can't have any. The second I saw them coming out, I just hovered my mouse on the network and I saw the two dots for the chapters were so far apart. <laughs> I thought, oh, fucking hell, a big DX promo. Hey guys, you notice how everyone loves DX? I wish I was paraphrasing. <laughs> Then he says, we're really cool and we beat everyone up. That is not a comic exaggeration, by the way. <laughs> Out of the mouth of babes. Fucking hell. King keeps making train noises, which is really annoying for me because throughout this entire match, he keeps going... And I genuinely keep thinking that Come Together by the Beatles is starting. <laughs> John Lennon's coming up. My God. <laughs> He's got loads of holes. He's got weed down below his knees. <laughs> got to talk about Terry. You fear my disease. Act together. <laughs> oh, man. Over me. Uh, do you see Vince approaching the rock backstage? <laughs> we get like Vince in the corridor like, Rock, wait up! And Rock just, without even looking at him, just walks straight past and Vince is there like, for fuck's sake, why would anyone talk to me tonight? <laughs> I'm trying to sign a contract on. Oh, <laughs> That's how everyone like went to WCW. He's like, Razor, wait up! He let them leave. Oh, man. <laughs> Who let the wrestlers out again? <laughs> he didn't corral them in like, you know. <laughs> Uh, All I'll tell you is that when I was in boarding school, we had access to a swimming pool for one year, and it was my first year, and every single time we wanted to go into the pool, there was only one way you were going in that pool, and that was with the rock bottom. <laughs> and the only question was is, who's going to be rock, and who's going to be road dog? It's because always road dog. you do the whole, like, the juking and jiving, the, the, you know, you can reverse the punches, just get in the fucking pool. <laughs> It was great. I remember one time a mate of mine went, all right, we'll do it this time. All right, Mahan, you be the rock. I'll be Tess. They go, yeah, cool. All right. And he went, uh, he's going to punch me really Tess. normally. It's like, you're grand. I'll just rock bottom. You're grand. And the then he made sure you were okay afterwards and stood you back up again. Some like. say the Tess is too compassionate to take the rock bottom into the pool. Like, you know? <laughs> me and Adam have just finished sketching out what our new story arc will be. <laughs> it's going to be about ghosts. That's why we're doing that laugh. <laughs> wait, no. Oh, wait. Who was it in wrestling that did have that laugh? That was like... <laughs> Bob Sapp! Bob Sapp! Yeah! <laughs> With his little cap Bob Sapp, a very large man. <laughs> it's Eric Rohn with his mask. <laughs> Just to clarify, we're not going to be covering Bob Sapp's run in WCW no, for our be, next story. It's going to be the big red run. We're going to talk about uh, Eric Rohn's big push. Tables, ladders, chairs and stairs, man. He's going to face the Taking on show. The Rock at WrestleMania. <laughs> You know what, Adam? I'm taking a lead from our Premier. I'm taking a lead from Prime Minister Theresa May, okay? Yes, we said we set up, we're going to do this big thing. Yes, it's backfired massively. Yes, it reflects on both of us very poorly. Now, let's get on with the job. <laughs> Last week's headline is like, Adam and Kevin to review Arnie Smackdown this week. They've blown it! <laughs> <laughs> we need to reach out to an extremist podcast to prop us up like, in a supply and arrangement deal. Like, yeah, we'll give an extra billion pound to MRA podcasts. Just let us fucking do it. Oh, God, what have we done? What lot, have we done? A lot of election talk lately on the A podcast. <laughs> 
Backstage, Vince McMahon, Pat Patterson, and Jerry Briscoe. This was just shades of the WrestleMania Rage party. I couldn't stop Seriously. laughing. They're all like bickering with Vince, like, oh, what's going to happen, Mr. McMahon? I don't know if Arnold Schwarzenegger is even going to be here. <laughs> the line of the night from Vince McMahon. <laughs> Guys, Arnold Schwarzenegger wouldn't miss this for the world. He wouldn't miss the funeral of the Big Show's father. He simply would he will want to be here to see Val Venus take on the bulldog. Oh, Jesus Christ. Arnold Schwarzenegger, if he legit, like, he's not shown up yet, it's good. Because imagine if he showed up at the start at the of the beginning. show. Oh, no. <laughs> Speaking what? of Kurt Angle and ECW, I want my money. I want my check. <laughs> you do not put my name up there. I do not want to be associated with that. If you do, you'll be hearing from my attorneys who <laughs> walk away like... Awful, awful night to be showing up, aren't yeah. you? Oh, God, if he's ring him up, like, uh, maybe you just, uh, why don't you have a nice long lunch, you know? Just take an extra hour. Don't, <laughs> don't show up right away. It's all boring at the start. As my mother used to say, Ira, sure, all they do at the start is talk. <laughs> and brag about sexual offences. You're only going to miss the trailers, mate. Godfather coming out to the ring, and Jerry Lawler just goes, I heard! I'll tell you in a second. I heard that the Godfather's going to have the best holes in Survivor Series. Someone should have done a second pass of the audio there. Right? <laughs> just snip, snip. I'm just saying, like, if I'm giving more close attention to what's coming out in the audio than you are, something's going wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba Ray Dudley pile drives D'Lo Brown. Fucking hell. The real battle here, though, Adam, is between Godfather and his Brishti Moore. Which is Irish for big trousers. <laughs> he just keeps pulling those Brishti up. He can't help himself. It's they're known. They're going down nonstop. Did you see what it had on his back? The, the spray paint. <laughs> Was it like smoke weed every day or something? It said light it up, and it had a couple of lighters painted on it. But it also just had two massive blunts painted on. The Jesus, back. <laughs> two blunts, <laughs> two big blunts. Not until you finish your somers. Fucking hell! <laughs> Come on. Uh? Triple H backstage with all the cool heels. They're all stressing out about Vince getting the last laugh over them. And Triple H literally at one point goes, Ooh, I hate that son of a bitch. <laughs> Mate, this lad just needs some hummus to fucking calm the fuck down. <laughs> like, this is why like, things calmed down in 2000. He had his hummus. It was all right. He was distracted. They are bemoaning the fact that Stephanie is off limits to them now. Yes. And then Xbox comes in, and basically he's meant to say, like, Well, Schwarzenegger's here. But he just comes in and he's like, mumbles. He whispers. What's he even saying? I think what they're getting at is that, like, they tried this whole Stephanie thing to get to Vince, and Vince no sold it and didn't seem that fussed. So they're just trying to think, What else can we do? How else can we get to Vince McMahon? And Xbox literally comes in and is like, Speak up, Xbox. Everyone's like, no way, let's do it. My thought was their plan, knowing they couldn't physically get their hands on Schwarzenegger like dealing with all them Hollywood bogus attorneys, mm. was that they were going to go out and spoil the ending of End of Days. <laughs> Gabriel Burns the devil. Turns out he's just like a really dusty giant moth. <laughs> Jericho Kane kills him. He kills the devil in the end. So that is Arnie's name in the movie. Jericho Kane. Jericho Kane. Oh, 
my god, you think this is about coffee? Uh, seriously, it's about the devil, is what it's about. <laughs> fucking love Gabriel Byrne in that movie. You know, Gabriel Byrne, he's basically he's the devil and he's got every fucking accent under the sun. At the start, he's like, you know, oh, I'm sure that nothing could be more troubling, Mr. Kane, than losing one's child. And he's like, oh, you can sign up with God, what did he do? He <laughs> fucked you up the ass. And then later on, he's like, how's it going? Sure, I'm Gabriel Byrne. I'm the devil. You can't trust me to be sure. So it's great. He's getting all the fucking different voices in there. Because I guess the devil is is no one particular voice, is he? It could be anyone, mate. It could be anyone. It could be you or me. Oh, man. More hype for the funeral. <laughs> Michael Cole goes, it is indeed an atrocity. Make sure you stay tuned. <laughs> I'm not sure the makers of Spyro the Dragon are quite happy that the funeral was the lead-in for their Spyro Rewind of the Week. <laughs> Spyro, Ripto's Revenge. I love all these 90s names. Remember when Ripto showed up at Spyro's fake dead daddies? <laughs> <laughs> Ew, stupid old dead dragons! <laughs> and Spyro's like, I could have crushed crypto like <laughs> Val Venus comes out and he says Al Snow you come out here every weekend you complain just because you had your dolls jerked out the shelves when he says it he does a big violent wank jizz and throw the jizz motion yeah a huge one yeah. jerked off jerked off and it's a kind of like I'm masturbating and I'm not even happy about it I'm mad I'm mad as hell and I, the sight of my own semen disgusts me so I'm throwing it across <laughs> the room what a vile disgusting promo I thought he was done with the sex euphemism jerked off the shelves <laughs> yeah, what is it? Um, Walmart. Yes, uh, head of merchandising here. Um, well, it turns out that some people have been offended of the Al Snow dolls with the uh, the head that comes with them. Oh, okay, okay. Well, just to be safe, jerk them off the shelves. <laughs> Are you doing? Yes, I'm doing the motion. Okay, that's all right, sir. We'll get that done. He's appalled that Al Snow treats women like objects. Mm. That's my gimmick. Oh. For fuck's sake. And, and we were on the floor at this point. We were dead. We have been hit. This is only <laughs> like fucking minutes 20 in. minutes in. And we're like, yeah, Weak. And then who comes out? Oh, 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 oh. fucking say, ladies and gentlemen, the British Bulldog and the Mean Street Posse. And we had to stop and have a breather because it was too much Smackdown. Too much Smackdown. Yeah, this is so Smackdown, isn't it? Fucking hell. On the crawl, let's just say the Bulldog has, has really been a fucking treat to behold. There's been, there's been so far Global Force Gold, Undertaker's Divorce, and British Bulldog have been our three sticking points. Adam, this segment is a runaway train of AE podcast shite. <laughs> you see that his nameplate just said Bulldog. Really? Just Bulldog. That's his name now. Like Frasier. <laughs> <laughs> The Mean Street Posse watch up on the ramp and it was like, oh, there they are up there. And before I could even think about it, they all just come in and attack the Val Venus like a pack of dogs. They rush the ring and that's it. DQ finish within like 20 seconds. And before we can process that, here comes Steve Blackman. Sure, why not? And there's Mark Henry as well. Sexual chocolate is his... And Gangrel! Yeah, they're all like brawling and the commentators are like, Blackman and Henry getting involved. Oh my God, Smackdown has gone off the rails. And literally Gangrel's been there this whole time and no one even noticed. And it's just feeling Tiger Ali scenes be coming out there. Let me tell you, people of America... You know what's like? You know the episode of The Simpsons, 22 short stories, where Lisa gets gum caught in her hair? Yeah. And it cuts out and it's like everyone's, everyone's there. Everyone's like, involved. You know, ah, 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 ah. 
yeah, that, that's what is happening here. Mark Miro and Sable come out like the A podcast are gonna shit themselves. <laughs> Pants fall down. <laughs> and Valveen is just making wanking motions in the corner. <laughs> Backstage, Arnold Schwarzenegger meets The Rock. Yeah. Oh man, this is great. He's like, hey, you laid the smack down on Jabronis between you and me. There's a couple of jabronis in Hollywood. No, you are giving this way too much credit because that is how you would hope it to be. But that's Arnie, how I, such is my my fucking adulation of Arnold Schwarzenegger from the nineties. Is that my mind is like, yeah, it was cool what he did there, yeah. Kevin. Remember it wrong. <laughs> Instead, you get a really enthusiastic, beaming, like trembling Arnie comes in, like, hey, it was the Rock, yeah, you were laying the smackdown on all the jabronis. Hey, just a lady, you know. Lot of jabronis in Hollywood, and he just walks off. And the rock's like, hey, let me tell you something. End of days. <laughs> that is the movie that's coming out, let me tell you. The wrestlers barely get a word in edgeways on Arnie. We popped on the captions because we thought we'd figure out what Bossman was saying on the uh, on the old loudspeaker. Yeah, well, the person that was running the captions didn't actually care as much as we did, I guess. Indistinct. Yeah. He comes out, and this bit I didn't remember. When he comes out, he's like, Hey, Mrs. Wack, you think now that your husband's dead, you might want to date me? Ooh. It's all for attention and love. That's all it is. <laughs> I'm lonely, man. Woo! <laughs> Something's wrong with me. I'm 40. I ain't got no one in my life. Everyone I know is dead. <laughs> There's some dark shit inside me, man. Woo! <laughs> People that's not heard Smackdown Crawl before, we have fleshed out the character of the boss man quite a fair bit. Broken boss man. <laughs> <laughs> And right after you see the whole funeral, the boss man just saunters out to the ring like... <laughs> Big smile on his face, spinning his stick with some extra oomph. Like. Sorry, everybody, you got a spring in his step here tonight. <laughs> I'm in it. a particularly great mood now. I'm sorry I'm late. I was at a funeral I had to attend. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and we get some serious interim acolytes music. It's for yeah, comes out. Never heard that one before. Fork. He says that, hey, boss man, I'm going to take that hardcore championship and shove it up your ass. Literally, from the minute that he said that, for the next four minutes, I could barely breathe. I was laughing so hard. Because that promo, there was nothing clever about it. He's just like, I'm going to shove that belt up your fucking ass. He says he's going to win it and then shove it up his ass. <laughs> and then he runs to the ring. Now and give just... it back. <laughs> <laughs> Straight away clobbers the fuck out it's honestly like Farouk is in a big hurry like traffic is going to be really bad tonight I love gotta this. get out of there really fast it's fucking amazing it's just like he beats up the boss man like he's the public enemy somehow fused into one yes really he does because like there's no downtime between spots he just gives him a big fucking punch to the face boss man rolls out and he's like no come back fucking chair shot like. he fucking dumps the boss man out of the ring and boss man goes <laughs> and he's ripping off all the protective sheets <laughs> yeah. like exposing steel concrete screaming and frothing fucking stairs he takes out a chair and just starts smashing the announce table and then jumps off the announce table he does a diving missile chair shot off the announce table I love Farouk so much so much I just want to say I kind of wish when they had Farouk run out for the masturbation thing that this is how they this booked level it. Of what the fuck? No one talks shit about masturbation. Bam! Like, ripping up everything. He gets the cable, ties it around Bossman's neck twice, 
hooks it over the turnbuckle. And that's not your favourite spot in the world, that is, is it? That is my least favourite spot in the world. But then he hooks it over the top turnbuckle and pulls to literally lynch the boss man, to which a delighted Michael Cole goes, you know, hanging might be too good for the boss man. Whoa, bring your lethal injections next time, Michael Kohler. Stay out of it. You okay? not see WrestleMania 15, mate. <laughs> Jesus. He's already been hung. Yeah, at this point in time, he's been hanged. Oh, like. we've tried that before, Farouk. Come on. <laughs> Everyone knows he's immune to it. Albert runs out and he sprays Farouk in the face with mace. Mm-hmm. I love he goes, get him, boss. <laughs> and the uh, boss man just covers him after a really stiff fucking stare mm. shot to the face. Bossman picks up the win. His music is barely went and then Bradshaw is there. Jump scare chair shot from off screen. Just boom out of nowhere. Fucking Al Brad. Albert gets like with the momentum of Bradshaw swinging it from the top of the ramp all the way to the bottom. <laughs> oh my god, his head was going to come off. Yeah, and he's horrible. like smashed him in the back as Bossman slithers away. Fucking hell. Ridiculous. I love that match. Yeah, that was a fucking brilliant match. That match was literally exhilarating. Yeah, it's just what it needed to be. Uh? Backstage, KT Vic. It's Kevin Kelly. Fuck off. Fuck me. KT Vic. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want to know more about KT Vic, uh, check out uh, Adam's done a book report about uh, Journey into Darkness. Okay, you get away with that one because it's a nice little plug <laughs> for, the, uh, for the Patreon. Put a little bow content. on that there, didn't I? So... And to uh, those of you who keep sending me in special words of wisdom, and still going on. Oh yeah, I'm getting all. I've got a long old list. I got a fucking. I got an Excel spreadsheet now with all these in here. You're uh, officially members of the inner circle of the ranch. If Cowboy Kevin's ranch made special moonshine, that's technically against the law. We'd all have a big old swig together. So keep up them rootin' tootin' Kevin Kelly references. It's helped me out big time. Out next, we've got Too Cool. Or should I say Two Fools, am I right? Running thing we've had here with Michael Cole is his very, very real problems with announcing either of these men's names. Mm. So I thought I'd save him the bother and call him Two Sex Hot Scott Grand Brian Masterson. (laughs) Taking on Jeff Hardy. Well, he does immediately call him Christopher. And Jerry straight away is on his case and he goes... Don't be like Butter Ray Douglas with a speech impediment. Butter Ray Douglas. Butter Ray Douglas. Butter Ray Douglas. Jesus Christ. Is that like what happens when Michael Douglas and Bubba Ray got caught in the machine from the fly? Like, <laughs> unbelievable. Oh, this is fucking end of days for Steve Austin up here. Like, Painful. I am at my wit's end. Stone Cold Steve Austin chats backstage with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Fucking Arnie comes at him with a paragraph. I'm looking forward to you opening a can of Whoopass and Survivor Series. Give them hell. Speaking of hell, I fought the devil recently in my most recent movie. Straight like, whoa, can't get a word in edgeways. Who the hell are you? (laughs) What the fuck's he doing in my locker room? Why do I gotta do this shit, Vince? It's like, you know, last week he had to talk with Road Dog backstage, now he's talking with Arnie, he's a happy oh. with He actually seems even less... He's with Arnie. Yeah. And as bad as it all can be for you, Austin, at the moment, and it, I'm sure he's not happy with anything, he's fucking... He's, he knows at this point he's been written off, I'm yeah. sure. You know, reactions on it should be. That character has been mishandled. All of this has been mishandled, I think, since SummerSlam for Steve. Mm-hmm. It's been really weird, him on SmackDown, I think we've noticed since mm. we started this series. But, like, you're backstage with Arnold Schwarzenegger... 
that's the water cooler moment tomorrow. Yeah. And are people going to be like, did you see when Steve Austin was with Arnold Schwarzenegger? They're not, because it's like, Austin goes, oh yeah, end of days. Be sure to check that out. <laughs> did you get the exact line that Austin said at the end? No, I was like, <laughs> open up a can of pass on Satan for me in end of days. <laughs> Can I go now? <laughs> Rikishi! Run me over! <laughs> I'm right here! Come on! <laughs> Jesus Christ, like. Oh. Alright, we'll run you over! <laughs> Less angry, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, I just kind of felt like Arnie with a beer and Austin talking, mm. fuck, you know, talking shit, like, how great that would have been. Would have been brilliant. It says a lot that Steve Austin has better on air chemistry. With Eric fucking Bischoff. Yeah. A man who fired him on the telephone. Yeah. Then Arnold Schwarzenegger. Because I'd be looking at him going, hey, if I, you and me together have a little bit of something, someone in Hollywood could see this and be like... I could have a little entryway there. Well, he couldn't be Denzel, but he could be Denzel's friend. You know, yeah. I can be on the man with Yeah, the especially because, like, Steve, you're, you know, you're about to take some time off from wrestling. Maybe it's worth knowing people in Hollywood right Fuck now. Fuck off, I got my contacts at Nash Bridges. I don't need no <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. Who the hell he'd ever beat anyway? <laughs> the worst. Well, I mean, like... Last week I did say, hey, everyone knows that Arnie was on SmackDown. We've seen the picture of him with the belt with Vince. What did he do? And I guess there's a really good reason no one remembers what he did because it's always fucking cringe. He looks like he would have been up for doing something. Yeah, he would. No, Arnie is so enthusiastic. I reckon he would have got involved in an angle quite happily. It's everyone else that seems to have to work with him is just kind of like... Yeah, end of days looks pretty good, doesn't it? Well, this is the compromise right here. Austin, if he got his way, the original verbiage he wanted was that he was in his truck in the locker room with the doors all locked and the windows up and they're tinted. He's <laughs> just inside. Go away! <laughs> Go away! <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Vince McMahon comes out to present Arnold Schwarzenegger with his box office championship belt. I really like want to envision this whole episode of SmackDown being like, you know, Blackadder or Frasier. Like, oh God, we've got the head of the condo board coming over. <gasps> but we're doing an angle about sexual assault and there's a funeral being hijacked in the middle. All right, uh, you keep him busy. Make sure he's not in this room at this time. Hey, what are these DX guys talking about? Oh no, come over here, <laughs> Mr. Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Have you ever met the Brooklyn Brawler? <laughs> you know, Harvey Whitman's like, oh no, <laughs> Mr. McMahon. <laughs> he saw the funeral. <laughs> so Vince is presumably not seen a lot of Arnie's movies nope you've seen him destroy the Predators he's destroyed the Terminators he is the Terminator no he hasn't oh you've seen him get a lap dance from Jamie Lee Curtis you've fucking seen that one haven't yeah you? yeah definitely seen that movie Vince just on that little VHS that one of the boys gave me <laughs> yeah Satan has met his match. Me! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this would have been the perfect time to reform the corporate ministry. Shane McCormick, Viscera and Midian. Like. Gabriel Byrne is there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gabriel Byrne just got an undertaker's ear when he's at home. Sure, why do you even need your wife for in the first place? Come here to me. Would you not think a reform of the old corporate ministry? The rest of the lads, like, Midian's doing fuck all, like, come on. You could be a moth. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger comes out then. He's very excited. He's beaming. He is. And Jerry, Jerry just goes, Terminator! Terminator 2! <laughs> what? 
Those are our movies, yes. (laughs) So Arnold Schwarzenegger starts off his fiery babyface promo. I am here to pump you up! I really wish you did the aggressive bubbling valve. Jacking off. Yeah! Yeah. (laughs) Jacked off the shelves! Massive Arnold Schwarzenegger chant. He is great. He is so happy. He goes, Vince, you've built an empire. Yeah. Everyone loves wrestling. Sucking Vince's dick. This is perfect for WWF. I couldn't help but imagine at this exact moment in time, erstwhile in WCW, Eric Bischoff going to Gene Simmons and Kiss. You think you could like look towards the camera and just say like WCW or... Just, can you not say we're terrible? Please, just... Fuck off. Fuck off. (laughs) Also, I've trademarked WCW. It's mine now. (laughs) I came up with W. That's my letter. (laughs) And, like, Arnie's giving all these fucking wonderful endorsements to WWF. And Vince is there like, this is going well. Vince is like, can barely believe it. He's like, oh, fuck. (laughs) And then he goes, Vince, I'd like to thank you for the belt. And he holds it up upside down. (laughs) God damn it. It's not a belt, god damn it. (laughs) Well, when it's upside down, I guess it is a belt. That's what happens like. I love this segment. It, the crowd edited up. It was mm-hmm. everything a celeb appearance should be. Yes. DX knock on the wrong door. Yeah, we get this amazing shot. And love like, this. Love this. Oh, he's not in that room. Maybe he's in this one here. And they open the door. And then we just see Kane's hand reach out and grab oh, Triple don't H. You open that trap door. <laughs> You're a fool if you dare. <laughs> love it. <laughs> Fucking chaos in the hallway. Everyone just spills out in a really narrow corridor. Yeah. Oh my god, it's like a fight in a school or something. It's amazing. <laughs> it's kick ass. Especially because the X are after Arnie, so I can only assume that this is Team Arnie now in response to get him. Like <laughs> Arnie is now being announced as being. The honorary expert commentator for tonight's Yay. main event. He doesn't even get a headset. He just gets a big WWF microphone. He's got a big smile on his face. So is this done on the house mic then for, for everyone to hear in the audience, do you think? Oh, no, if only. Kind of like if you went to see, you know, in Scunthorpe, you know, five pound wrestling or whatever it is. <laughs> oh, no, they're outside the ring now, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, they're not allowed to do that, are they? <laughs> you know, they're running commentary. In the second Arnie looks at King, he goes, this is great. You're like a true king. Look at you. Every Everything is the best. He loves it. He's like Chris Traeger from Parks and Rec. How much does this guy weigh? Huh? Come <laughs> on. So we got Team Test taking on D-Generation X. There is no test though to start things off. Broken nose, isn't it? Each time a new competitor comes out, they basically have to poll the expert honorary commentator. What do you think of Kane over there? And he goes, oh, I think... Uh, one of my movies recognized in the movie he's called Jericho Kane. Yeah. So he got confused. Yeah. But then he gets there in the end when Kane's getting through and he goes, Oh yeah, he's like the devil. <laughs> <laughs> and then The Rock comes out. He's like Shane Douglas in 1995. He keeps calling WWF a sport. Yeah. The sport of professional wrestling. Fair fucks to him here though. He does manage to get a good sentence in about The Rock. He says about how like the sport is so popular nowadays and The Rock is one of the reasons that it's so popular. Because The Rock is, Adam... The handsomest wrestler ever. Fucking A. Beautiful. Love that. So we start things off with something that always gives me a guaranteed pop and shows you how starved I am for this uh, currently on TV, which is fireworks. Yeah. Like, I know it seems like the stupidest thing in the world, but every time me and Adam pop on SmackDown, because now we're trying to watch them together, Mm. and we just sit down and it's like... 
Another <laughs> 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 the funny fireworks. <laughs> it's so funny. It that. It's such excess. Like it's, it's like over the top. It's the once a year WrestleMania fireworks when the main event is over and the fireworks go around off the stage every Thursday. It's like welcome to SmackDown. Like you don't see it, but outside the building, the arena, there's fireworks going around. <laughs> Fucking jets. <laughs> Lillian Garcia. <laughs> 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 Over the top spectacle. <laughs> Starting things off, Eggs and Christian taking on two fools. Fucking state a grandmaster sexy coming out here. Jesus he Christ. Actually looks like Ripper Roo now, as well as sounds like he's all blue and he's got the goggles on, he's like covered in flaps, and he's like <laughs> He's got so much kit on him. It's insane. Oh god. And Sky Too Hotty cuts a very weird promo. We're right, we're wrong. We's white, we's strong. Ooh. Very uh, close uh, uh, to uh, saying uh, white power there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very close. No. Like, Ooh. Yeah. It's kind of probably the reason why they had Scotty do that promo and not fucking Grandmaster Sex. Oh, Day. Jesus. If he was like, we're white, we're powerful, we're, we're proud. proud. <laughs> 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 you know, that shit would have gone out of hand really quickly. Uh? At the start of the match... Cole just calls oh Taylor nice arm drag there by fuck's like, sake there's something about Enough. the phrase yeah the, a nice arm drag there by Taylor <laughs> mate that's like something from world of sport yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> nice arm drag there from Taylor does nice not... arm drag there from Taylor oh joint manipulation there now <laughs> Taylor really he's a, he's a rough hazard hard boiled Scott Taylor there comes from the mean streets hard boiled Scott Taylor <laughs> he's tougher than a scotch egg that's been uh, left three days <laughs> hard boiled scotch Taylor <laughs> please someone make an image of course before this match here tonight I had words with hard boy Scotch Taylor and I asked will you be doing joint manipulation he said I'm not going to tell you Nigel I'm not going to tell you <laughs> very 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 uh, rogue like element there <laughs> I want to see a little Scotch egg with that bucket hat on with the hair coming <laughs> out <of> <laughs> Big Show's going to be facing Bob Holly later on tonight <laughs> number one contender Bob Holly number one contender he hadn't forgotten about him Adam. he hadn't forgotten if about it's like it's an alternate timeline Bob Holly's just been kind of doing those fingers and walking backwards since King of the Ring 99 I haven't forgotten about (laughs) you we've got to stop with the Twin Peaks references it's not fair we've got to nip it in the bud (laughs) I'm just very excited that once again Smackdown is like you're gonna have a really weird match Mm. and only you two will like it (laughs) (laughs) like last week guess what Farouk and the big boss yeah. man and tonight we've got this and also rock and boss man as yeah. well it's fucking they are hey. fucking playing right into our hands at the minute like Smackdown too when you go into career mode like that match would never ha- oh it will yeah man. it did <laughs> and it will tonight oh man we got our slam of the week sponsored by drumroll please fucking Wrestlemania 2000 yes finally a good one WrestleMania 2000, my brother's mate, Paddy Hanna, brought it round one weekend, around about this time, when we were all into wrestling, and (laughs) the fact that me, my brother, my brother's friend, and my friend all sat around quietly playing WrestleMania 2000, literally non-stop for an entire weekend, my parents were like, I think we're going to buy you an N64, guys, because... 
you all shut up so much. Like, <laughs> so we got an N64. Wow, like, it which works. We, we've been begging for for months, but it's like, yeah, they'll shut the they fuck up. They can see the benefit now. Like, so even though No Mercy is the obvious, it's the the the, the love story of the N64 wrestling games. It's the best. This is what got you the N64 in the first That's place. That's the entry so. right there, yeah. pal. Love WrestleMania 2000. And what was our, uh, our what was it? Bump of the week, spot of the week, slam of the slam week. Of the, what was our slam of the week, Kevin? I don't know, I just got enamoured thinking about WrestleMania 2000, I didn't write it down. It was Triple H putting his hand over McMahon's face and like shoving him over face first. Slam. To which Cole goes, Triple H just pie face the owner of the company. <laughs> That's a fucking great name for a finisher. Pie face. Pie face. Well, I like pie face as well because uh, I remember I used to always watch the 60s Spider-Man cartoon and he used to refer to people as being pie face. Pie face. Yeah. It's like a, a, a generic thug would be walking around and goes, well, look at old pie face over here. Pie Don't worry, I'll take care of him. Once I get rid of pie face over here. Like, the guy with the big round crusty face. Like. <laughs> He's going to eat him like <laughs> Spider-Man eats your face because he thinks it's a pie. Um, yeah, uh, forgive me for not writing down what the slam of the week was, but when they showed the slam of the week, all the hot action from WrestleMania 2000, they just kind of squished it down into the yeah, bottom. Yeah, it's really flat, stretched out little video. It's great. So it made it look like everyone on screen was heavy machinery from NXT. Everyone was really squat and <laughs> wide. Like, it was great. <laughs> Backstage. Oh, man. I just want to play my video games. You've got a wedding to plan, Andrew. Mate, he's got a card to plan on WrestleMania 2000's crate pay-per-view modes. Test is playing... N64 instead of that born wedding shit, man. And guess who he's playing as on it? Test. He's playing as himself. And guess who he's fighting against? Who? Triple H. Oh, <laughs> that's so sad. That's kind of like, I, I like to think in kayfabe, Steph is like, come on, Test, help me with these wedding gifts. He's like, but babe, I'm being Triple H. Okay, Andrew. Like, he's like, I'm training for my match against Triple H. <laughs> I'm learning how he fights. Oh no, he broke my nose. <laughs> I, you lose. <laughs> you don't get to see it, but I'm almost positive that controller wasn't plugged in as well because I've seen you play No Mercy in WrestleMania and that's not how you play it. Like, just properly sat... He was tapping A and that's, R. That's maybe how you play your modern wrestling games test, but that's not how you play those N64 no, it ones. it was just tapping the A button and tapping the R button. Sorry, I'll translate for the English listeners. It was, t- it was tapping A button and ah <laughs> uh button. <laughs> Seriously, two years as a teacher and I learned one thing. People don't know when I say the letter R, <laughs> which has an R that you should pronounce. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, he's in the R uh button. That fucking face on him, though. He's like fucking stoned. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care that you're fucking in danger of video games. <laughs> Moron. Coming up next, The Godfather. And I was like, hey, here comes The Godfather. Come get aboard that whole train. And then the European title symbol appeared. And I was like, uh-oh, he's getting a title shot. Does that mean... Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the two different moods of SmackDown. You've got the... And everyone's like, hey! And then you go... Oh, 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 no. Okay. I know, I feel like we've beaten we've beaten this into the ground about every aspect of the bulldog that is like silly and ridiculous, but I really want an ad for a headache pill. That's like, have you got a terrible headache? Arr, arr, arr. And then has the lady put her hand on a temple and goes, <laughs> 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 Like Davy's face appears in the graphic for her migraine. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't care if you've got a migraine. Get yourself added in extra. <laughs> Tell you, it could totally work. So, this is going to be a bad one because when Bulldog comes out and Godfather comes out, the only thing I could imagine is going to happen is that this is going to be five minutes of two men adjusting their fucking trousers. <laughs> fucking, fucking scoop slam, you know, moving them around a little bit. Lads, get trousers that fit, okay? Bulldog is coming to us tonight in 169. <laughs> he looks like a fucking toe. He's it's ridiculous. so wide all of a sudden. He's a different colour. I will say, I don't mean that he's got fat or anything. No. When I say he's wide, I mean literally like Kevin said, he's just wider. Like It is like 169. The bits under his arms, his traps, I think, have just yeah. kind of went out. Like They've so. turned into like you know those mammals that have wings under their arms. Like What was the name of the baddie from Stretch Armstrong? <laughs> And he could make them all weird and he get all lumpy and hard. Oh shit. Vacman! 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 He totally is Vacman. In yeah. fact, I think we may have actually made this joke already have on the we? podcast. Well, just saying that the inconsistent size of Bulldog once again reminding us hard here of Vacman from Stretch Armstrong. Oh yeah, so Godfather, when he comes out, he does the whole gimmick of like, he comes out and was like, Boo. he's like, hey, what's up, man? And then he points his fingers over and then the host comes out and was like, yay! When the Bulldog comes out, it's like, ooh, I thought he'd be like, oh, what's the matter? And go, point out, for some reason, when the hose are coming out, King thinks it's appropriate to go, I think that it's true that love is blind, because that way you get to feel your way around. Uh, Please just don't talk anymore Jesus when there's women on the screen, Jerry. Oh, no. Godfather says a Bulldog is going to have a lonely travelodge wank later on tonight. <laughs> That's what you get for refusing the sex workers. I'm not comfortable with it. Ah, oh, you're going to go wank. <laughs> it's a fucking grim image, isn't it? No. British bulldog at a travelodge. Can we not, now? Yeah. Imagine didn't... a British bulldog at a travelodge. What do you mean I can't? I have to go on a, on a website to... He never said travelodge. Yeah, but he's like... You're putting that image. Yeah, but he says he's going to a hotel. You know bulldog's going to a fucking travelodge. He's not going to an Ibis. He's going to a fucking travelodge. <laughs> fucking... What do you mean I can't book a room? I have to go onto a website. I don't care. <laughs> Both the Hollies get thrown into the corner and Big Show does the Olandre spot where he does the, the butt bumps in the corner. To which King says, Oh man, it's a Holly sandwich! And Big Show's the mustard! What type of sandwich has got the mustard on top and two slices of bread underneath? Underneath the mustard. <laughs> I like, I used to make sandwich analogies all the time, but I'm like, actually, no, that's wrong because... It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense because the bread and the meat and the filling and the sauce, it's all different and you're wrong, Jerry Lawler. How dare you? He also says, The Hollies must have super heavyweight brains! <laughs> <laughs> they should probably go to the doctor then, man. That's horrible. <laughs> a crash next week becomes like, incredibly intelligent, <laughs> and then the next week he's fucking like, incredibly sick. He's <laughs> super heavyweight brain. Heavy brain. <laughs> throbbing heavy brain. Uh? We get the gruntiest Samoan drop from Viscera. Oh my... <laughs> I love Viscera's grunts. Yeah. He's if he had more matches, I think, on pay-per-view, he would have been in the Grunt Hall of Fame, I think. I think so, yeah. Because every time he's here, he pops out a fuck. It's Jesus Christ, a big elephant dying. Like a big <laughs> balloon getting squeezed. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like a kind of like a Decepticon dying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, yeah, Jim Ross on the phone. This is awesome. I love this. If you would please allow me. I think it's very important that we get the cadence of what Absolutely, he says here. Absolutely, by correct. all means. So you just, the scene just starts off close up, Jim on the phone going, Now let me tell you about Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler is a first class, restaurant quality ass. That's ass. <laughs> It turns Love out it. he's talking to the cops. Yeah. That's his police statement. Like, so his, his statement was with the cops. I want this so. to be on the record. Let me tell you about Jerry Lawler. <laughs> so yeah, they're basically, this is the first time in the night where they've alluded to Austin's investigation. Yeah, this is the first about. mention of it. I was worried because we're like over halfway through at this point. I thought, are we not getting any mention this time at all? Have they dropped it already? Yeah. Like? We cut straight over after he calls him an ass to Jerry Lawler. <laughs> Who is incensed. He looks so hurt. He like. is upset. He's that kind of like sad turn to anger in like two seconds. And he goes from looking upset to accusing Jim Ross of orchestrating the attempted vehicular homicide <laughs> of his best friend. Where was he then, huh? <laughs> they showed footage then, the recap of Austin being run over. And they're like, look, I saw a black hat in the car! <laughs> Even though JR commentated him he as he was being run next over. next to you. There could be another JR. You were sat with him. Fucking hell. Love it. Love it. So we've been reminded again that it was The Rock's car, but he reported it stolen. So parts of this are going to be coming forward, I guess, in the future. To help cheer him up and also help promote, I don't know, fucking Las Vegas week on USA, Al Snow and Mick Foley are in Las Vegas. Fun little time. It's like loads of random shots of like this random fan who keeps annoying them by doing The Rock's catchphrases and Mick and Al trying to kill him. Al's videoing the whole thing. Like, they play cards. Heads got cards. They go on a roller coaster. Best friends. Head having cards. Did you notice that Al had busted out on poker, but Head was still in the game? <laughs> I like as well, where, like, they're at, like, a lounge club. It's like, hi, everyone, you know, I'm Mick Foley. This is Al Snow. WF Superstar. that cuts, like, literally ten minutes later. It was, like, really bored. Like, happy birthday to you. <laughs> oh, was on the keyboard and mixing. And they're, like, accompanied by, you know, in Phoenix Nights, the shitty house band. Like, two lads on a drum kit and a, an organ. Like, they're, like, everyone looks like they're having a rubbish time except Mankind yeah. and Al Snow. Oh, it's so good. And they go to a strip club under the proviso, our wives will never find out, looking into the camera on national television. Like. They take a camcorder into a strip club. And they've got a table full of change. <laughs> Penny quarters. Yeah, dimes. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Fun stuff. I love to see these two being goofs. Yeah, lovely segment. Having fun. Like, that's what it looked like they were doing. And you're building character. Like, it's fucking great. So we get the recap of last week, but then we also get a sit-down press junket with, with WWF publicist Marissa Mazzallo. Who we've never seen or heard of before. Never heard of Marissa Mazzallo before, ever before. But I guess with these junkets, they could only send their publicists yeah, to Yeah, it's, it. it's done in a hotel room. By yeah, the yeah it's, it's clearly like, the, as soon as she leaves, like another news crew is going to come in and talk to Arnie yeah. again. That's why he's so fucking knackered. Oh like. my God, he looks like he's on no sleep. He's like, yeah, it was great. We were there last week and... Um, I had a great time with the WWF. Know, uh, got to meet everyone. Uh, we came out at the start and they gave me the belt and that was cool. The belt was nice. Uh, then later I met uh, all the different guys uh, backstage. We uh, you know, we talked and then later on uh, we did the thing... Um, I hit the guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was cool. Yeah, it was really cool. The belt was cool. 
I really like the belt. Called it a belt three times. Yeah, in a row. Fucking hell, pal. Vince ain't gonna be happy with that, like. And then, who else do we get to hear off, Kevin? Oh, we can hear Gabriel Burns' thoughts. <laughs> yes! Gabriel Burns' like, ah, oh, sure, Arnold Schwarzenegger came in here last week trying to be all tough, I think, uh, trying to beat up all the different wrestlers, show he's a big man. Gabriel Byrne, Adam, he works it heel. I couldn't tell if he was working heel because he's meant to be, and it says Gabriel Byrne, the devil. <laughs> like, <laughs> I couldn't tell if he was working heel to promote him being the devil, or if he was actually annoyed that Arnie got to go to SmackDown and he didn't. Like, I think much in the uh, in the style of other classical Irish actors like Daniel Day Lewis. I do believe that he's someone who kind of gets deep into a role. I think at this point in time, the only way to describe Gabriel Byrne, Adam, is he's dark-sided because he had to get into that place to be Satan. Yeah. You know? He is the devil. He is the devil after all. And then we end with the (laughs) lamest, Tim and Eric-esque, like Steve Brule levels of awkward. And they say, Arnold Schwarzenegger, thank you for joining us for this sit-down interview. Sit down, smack down, we've got it all. <laughs> is Steve Austin infectious? <laughs> After this, like, he just takes off his mic, walks, Rikishi! <laughs> Kill me! Come on, I am here! Do it now! <laughs> He's just fucking miserable. And like, oh, maybe afterwards he's like, oh, I had a great time at SmackDown. I've got my old fan, friend Stone Cold. Hey, Steve, how's it going? They ran me over. You fucking believe that? They made the fucking big show be champion. You fucking, you watch. They'll make Sylvester Stallone be the box office champion. <laughs> this fucking business is poison, Arnold. It's eating burgers, drinking whiskey, mulling, getting sour, tired and angry. <laughs> I did not enjoy this, Adam. <laughs> it was not oh, nice to no, see. Oh, no, it wasn't nice. Because last week it was so much fun seeing Arnie. Yeah, they, last week it was like watching like a fun movie, like The Sixth Day. This week it was like watching a really boring, sad, tiring movie. Like End of Days. Yeah. It was too much of an ad for the movie. Oh. Oh, yeah, by the way, the building's on fire. And we've not confirmed where Stephanie is, if she's safe or not. Stephanie's not been seen since the fire. They've not recovered her remains. Like, this is the difference they, they imply that she's perished yeah. in the fire. <laughs> and like, the match has gone on. Yeah. Don't need to ring the fire alarm or call the fire department or anything. This is this is the main event. We'll just, you know, get this out of the way. Remember when TNA, like, their building caught on fire? Oh, for fuck's sake, yeah. Because they're like, pyro. Folks, we just got word. I can't believe it. The building's on fire. Yes! That's so great, my TNA. Can you believe it? It's on fire. Oh, my God. Monty Brown, what do you think about the building being on fire? Well, let me tell you something. The building may be on fire, but Eric Young, I'm coming for you later tonight. <laughs> Amazing. Just an hour to go till we can get back inside. It's great. You know, WWF Pro, they now sell the fire. That's why they won the war. When you see that little screenshot, it usually is going to sum up a little bit of what the episode's going to be. And what was our screenshot for this episode, Adam? Bubba and the Giant Peach. <laughs> Bubba Ray Dudley with some sort of giant peach like or cantaloupe, cantaloupe, I think. Smashing it in Matt Hardy's face, and Matt Hardy's got a big smile on his face. He's it, like. Such a weird picture. You know it's good when you're corpsing in the preview for the fucking episode <laughs> that you're meant to be watching. Do you reckon that was the same with Vince with the foot on his throat? He was actually pissing himself. <laughs> Choking's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, Bubba and the Giant Peach is definitely the, uh, the, the one that Roald Dahl left on the drawing room, I think, <laughs> you know. Just 
being in this miserable peach of shit Fuck. arena makes me fucking sick. I don't know why, but I have the idea of Paul Heyman as being like a big caterpillar. It's like, ah, <laughs> we gotta go to New York, Papa. <laughs> so Vince McMahon, this all happened in one episode of Raw, by the way. Mm. Vince has the vehicular incident. Mm-hmm. He's swinging his baseball bat. He gets arrested. We get we do the whole Vince in jail fingerprints. Come on, goddammit, take yeah. my picture, mugshot in the fucking slammer. And then he gets released, and the cop goes, You have been released. Don't go back to the arena. And it's just been sick man the arena. <laughs> in the arena. Throwing Triple H off the stage. He smacks him with a chair and then throws him off the stage into a load of rubbish. Like, Vince McMahon, the old man. Now, this is great because... At that point, this is when WWF were at the height of their exaggerating the distances of people being thrown off. Mm-hmm. And Triple H gets thrown off the, the stage there. And Jim Ross, you know, the recap, he's like, back out, Triple H, 10, 15, free, that's got to be. And it's a big spill. And yeah. it was like a loaded production table. There was loads of bits of paper and wire and guys going, Whoa! so it looked awesome. Mm. Now, Foley in his book always hilariously said, you know, the EMTs always come by and their heads are hitting the top of the ramp. Yeah. So unless we got them 10 feet EMT, He's coming in. There's something wrong here. Cut to the cold open of SmackDown with Billy Triple H X fucking Road Dog and Billy Gunn's like, you must be real jacked up after last week. That must have been what? 20? 30? 40 feet! 40 feet. 40 feet! A 40 foot drop. A 40 foot drop. <laughs> Keep in mind that like, 20 feet is a two story house. <laughs> Where was he thrown the, off? The biggest bump in wrestling history. The top of Titan Towers. Get out! <laughs> he threw him into the reactor of the Death Star. That's what fucking happened there. Like, Jesus, that's a drop, lads. Pilgrims are preparing the annual traditional Thanksgiving feast. Is that, you know more about like wrestling history than I do. Is that an actual thing? Did they do that in the Hogan era or something? Like, I mean, they would often do a Thanksgiving gimmick thing. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know if they do it every single the annual year. traditional. It's like the Miss Rumble contest. Yeah. Like, calling it annual doesn't make it so. So Triple H is waiting with DX for Vince to arrive. Him and his crooked attorney have got a restraining order, a temporary order of protection against Vince McMahon. He can't come within 50 feet. Vince McMahon responds to this by saying, what a tough guy, huh? Oh, big tough guy you are, huh? Some kind of tough guy. He's like, he's some sort of guy who thinks he's tough, huh? You tough, huh? Cut away to commercial, come, come back. back. He's just somewhere else. Ah, oh, real tough guy, huh? <laughs> uh, he's some kind of tough guy, They're this guy. Telling oh. Patterson all about how much of a tough guy he is. Yeah, and then Patterson Bristol coming up, Vince, what's going on? Well, Triple H, who thinks he's a tough guy, huh? <laughs> some kind of tough guy, huh? Come on, Pat. Jesus, we guess. He's not tough. Backstage, Al Snow is grouchy because Rock and Sock are reforming tonight. Oh man, it's really sad because like you can tell Al's just pissed off. Mm. But like Mick is really touched because The Rock was like, oh, reminds me a little bit of chapter four, the paragraph. Uh, let The Rock quote you, your own book. Oh man. Yeah. How, that's such a, you know The Rock is, he's so Fonzie. Because then Fonzie would always like, he would do really sweet things, but he would never be like, hey, I'm here for, you know, yeah, not, yeah. he'd just be like, well, actually I read your book and I actually can quote it, but... I'm the rock, so I was never going to say it to you until yeah. this moment. 
That was so tender. You think he's too cool, but he has actually got a heart in there. Like. Now, if Al was any sort of mate, he would know how much that means to the Micker. Of course. And the Rock. He's not, he's not happy about it at all. Mankind does not help things at all when he's like, well, basically, me and the Rock are more over. We get a way better reaction. He literally says that. <laughs> Doesn't get as big a pop sake. when he tags with Al. <laughs> uh? So, Val Venus has got an interesting, sexy promo tonight. You know something, ladies? The big Valbowski's favourite holiday is Thanksgiving. Mm. The reason that is, is that you can go get a sexy bird, spread its legs, and then stuff it. That's why it's his favourite. <laughs> the big Valbowski's going to fuck a turkey this year. Uh, he probably is. <laughs> yeah. He probably is. <laughs> and it doesn't make it any nicer as well the fact that he goes, you know, oh, I love that bird. like Because back when I went to school in Dublin, the, the tough kids, they were called girls and women birds. Oh, yeah, that's the yeah. thing in England Is as well. Is it in England as well? In- oh, yeah. Like, you see that bird over oh, look, there. Look at that bird. She's a nice bird. Like, yeah, it's just a, a horrible thing that men say. Like, yeah. yeah. So I didn't like that at all. It reminded me of like Val Venus being in a youth disco in Navin. I didn't uh, like that at all. And then he also said, the highlight of the night is when that bird gets all wet and juicy. And then they suck the meat clean off our drumsticks. Oh, oh, oh. We had to pause it. There was too much going on. Val Venus is the biggest heel in wrestling. You put BJ Bulldog in my head. <laughs> and it ain't going away anytime soon. Like, can you just imagine that? Like, wow, oral sex. <laughs> One of these things does not belong with the other. You enjoying that, baby? I don't care. I don't care if it's good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed in this match, I never noticed it before, Val Venus's grunts when he's doing punches, like just hitting them. A, yeah, he's very breathy. He sounds like Kane. He's got a lot of breath going very on. Very nasal. But I noticed for the first time he sounds exactly like the grunts from Royal Rumble on the SNES. The generic, like, any guy punches. Oh, 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 oh. That's Val Venus's grunts. Listen back to it. You know what, though? Someday that old bulldog will be gone from our screens, Adam, and we'll miss him. We will miss. Genuinely, I'm not looking forward to Bulldog leaving the podcast. Oh, Jesus. Have a great time watching him. Fucking Christ, like. (laughs) What I just want to do now is have, like, that woof, woof, woof. That's why I write it down in my notes, by the way. I write woof, woof, woof. (laughs) It's more of an arf, 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 if anything, I'd say. (laughs) But I just want, like, you know when people do those things where it's like, oh, it's Donald Trump's inauguration, but then they make it like Steve Austin's coming out? (laughs) I want, like, great moments in history ruined by the British Bulldog. And, like, not just any British Bulldog. British Bulldog coming out and then bringing it to Mean Street Posse (laughs) as well. You know, it's like, you know, fucking uh, Daniel Bryan has said, ain't his retirement. Oh, 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 <laughs> he brings out the posse. They all come with him. What the hell is a bulldog doing here? <laughs> Coming up next, the big red machine, Glenn Kane, oh. taking on the big Glenn man. <laughs> okay, fucking hell. For the hardcore championship. Boss man, when he comes out, looking at his own hardcore belt, yeah. like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Piece of shit. Staring at his reflection. You're still with me. That's good. <laughs> He's got a darkness in him. The big Bob man, like. Nails is inside. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> that's so what happens. Nails took over him. That's the darkness, the evil that men do. Jackie wins, and then she gets given a special gravy trophy. Golden ladle trophy. There you go. Is that sitting somewhere in WWE's archives? Seth Rollins is going to like smash the ladle off. <laughs> Be like no one else. <laughs> a funny tagline for like a, a wrestling game like 2K18 be like no one else be like last year's game <laughs> <laughs> that's your fucking tagline and the year before 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 yeah 2K games live incrementally baby <laughs> We get the WWF Worldwide Filth sign again, and WWF is immoral. Yeah, it's not. It's not your same man though. It's a different no, fella. it's not the renowned, probably very highly paid comedic actor in the crowd this time. It seems to be a WWF staffer. Oh, it turns out literally anyone can do that role. Who'd have thought? Well, if they did, and then they're like, "Ah, eh, let's fucking not pay anyone to do it." Yeah. But they make out it's the same guy. Yeah, they say, it's, it's that gentleman. There's that man again. Right? He looks nothing like him. <laughs> not even close. Paused it a few times and. You know, given their tendency to use backstage staff for this type of gimmick, I tried to think, is that anyone who I recognise? I think it was Brian Gerwitz. Right, I don't who, know who that is by face. He was a writer, he's he's notorious for never really wanting to appear on camera. He did one of the segments where he appeared as a lawyer once. Mm. Yeah, he's not really been involved on camera. It's funny because we think of Russo, Michael Hayes. Is like, hey, Any great, excuse. be a great idea if I win the championship belt tonight. <laughs> Except Edge comes out and takes all the bumps for me. <laughs> hey, Edge, I'm going to break your legs. <laughs> now jump off this ladder to make me the champion. <laughs> Coming up next, the New Age Outlaws versus the Hard Boys. I was watching Danny Dyer's Most Dangerous Men last night. Most so. Hardest Boys. Most Hardest Boys. Fucking hell, this geezer. He's probably, there's a phrase he used. This fucking geezer, mate. He's like a fucking Stone Age man, yeah? He's like a fucking Neanderthal. He's got morals. <laughs> What? Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's when he was talking to a man who said, when I'm fighting you, sure I'd eat you like a chocolate bar I would. If I eat you, I'm going to swallow you. I'm not going to spit it out. You can, you can attach that. Like, like, a, like a caveman, Adam. <laughs> morals. <laughs> what are Danny Dyer's morals? That's what I want to fucking know. Eat you like a chocolate bar. Always make sure you swallow people. <laughs> Honourable cavemen. They were a noble people. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> No boo of the week this week, but we do get a slam of the week. It was a car crash. Uh, it was a car slamming into another car. I think that's fair game, Kevin. I guess so. I think that's fair. If it was the boo of the week, we could have had, like... <laughs> car boot of the week. Vince McMahon just a big lugs boot. Ah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I thought you were like, just hit a car boot sale. I'm getting rid of all my old things. You son of a bitch. <laughs> no, I thought like Vince McMahon in a big shoe. Like, you know, Mario can get in the big shoe in Mario 3. Ah, <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> King gets really obsessed about Tess's nose. Yeah, he said his nose is going to be spread all over his face for his wedding. His nose is finished. <laughs> Finish. You'll never work this town again. You'll never smell shit. <laughs> so yeah, DX beat up Earl. They beat up Shane McMahon. Vince McMahon appears, and it's really sad. He used to sit there and watch as DX dismantle Shane, give him the fucking Bronco Buster pedigree. Him. Vince is like wincing, like ah, having to watch it. And they're like 
50 feet, old man. And Jerry Lawless comes up by going, Oh, man, it's like watching your own son get executed. <laughs> of course, two of my boys were strung up back in Memphis and hung <laughs> for stealing finishes. But uh, it's not really the same thing. So Vince McMahon is pissed off. He will not promise Stephanie that he will... Stay back and let her handle it. And Shane's like, you have to promise, Dad. You have to promise. I promise. Great hot opening there to... Uh, I promise you, son of a bitch. And he walks off to silence. The Vince McMahon's really sad. And Steph and Shane are really sad. Yeah. Everyone is dead quiet. Welcome, everyone, to the hottest action adventure TV show. You missed my favorite part, though. The bit where... Because Shane agrees straight away. Yeah. Your decision, Steph. I'll stay out of it. But Vince doesn't say anything. He's just looking off into the distance. And Steph is like begging like, Dad, please, please just promise me you won't get involved. And while Vince is looking away and the camera slowly zooms in on him, you just get a massive... <laughs> There's lots of horns here tonight. Very tooty show. Really tooty show. Fucking hell. And they ruin a lot of big moments. <laughs> yeah. There's little horns. There's like... Yeah. And then there's... <laughs> Speaking of silly horns... Wait, well, that doesn't make any sense. Speaking of... <laughs> Viscera's backstage. Oh, he just shows Viscera, like, with his fucking mirror. And he's combing his fucking hair. And he sprays his breath spray. Then he gets cologne. I really thought they were going to have him spray the cologne in his, in his mouth. mouth. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're not entirely sure what the fuck my gimmick is. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, I'm going to go on a big, sexy date tonight. No, you're not. No. He's like talking to himself like, I'm going to beat up Kane. I'm going to give Tori a night. She ain't never going to forget. Mate, <laughs> nothing is arranged. No. You're, you're just making this up. Cut to Viscera at a restaurant like, she'll be here any minute. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, you've been stood up. <laughs> That viscera grunt from the new episode, I swear to you, that's like my fucking, that's got to be my ringtone for waking up in the morning, my Honestly, alarm. Something about that grunt, you'll hear it in the King of the Ring 2001 episode, something about that grunt changed me. After hearing it, I realised, why have it, has it taken me so long to officially say to the fans, the floodgates are open, send as many amazing grunts as you can. I want to start putting more grunts on our Facebook page, essentially. If you've got a good grunt out there, you've not heard us talk about it, please send it my way. you got a banger of a grunt. <laughs> send it on here or on Facebook or Twitter. Fucking hell, I never would have found that Viscera one if it wasn't for the fans. Well, see, that's the thing. Viscera didn't get inducted into the Hall of Fame uh, because even though he is a great grunter, mm. as a lower card guy, he had so few matches. Not enough appearances Not to enough make appearances, yeah. yeah. He's too busy talking about him slipping on beer like, yeah. <laughs> to get any grunts in there. Something so satisfying about seeing Bradshaw and Farouk getting like turkeys and throwing them to each other, kind of like, ch -ch, let's get some ass. Like, <laughs> Brad picks up a whole turkey, like one of those big 40 quid ones, smashes it over Pete Gas's back, and then it literally comes in half, like you've got a half a turkey in each hand. Like, I love it, it's this big it's fucking mad. brawl. It's like the WrestleMania 2000 hardcore brawl, but food instead yeah. of blood. And there's just chaos everywhere. People are getting pies in the face. There's potatoes flying around. The camera swings around and Jerry is stood up with a turkey drumstick in each hand. Big smile on his face going, Yahoo! This is the best! 
best Thanksgiving ever. And he turns around and Mae Young has got the poontang pie right in his face. Kevin, that was the greatest ending to a SmackDown I've ever seen. His cell was like, you idiot! Oh my god, he literally got a custard pie in the face. For oh. me, Young as well. Oh man. One banana cream pie! Well, give it to me! <laughs> I love the constant comparisons of Jerry Lawler to Tom when he talks. Getting a pie in the face. If you're ever down in Memphis, pick me up! <laughs> so we got a recap of the poker game that the Dudley Boys had against the Acolytes. How many aces, Adam? Six aces. Now five cards stood. You've got six cards. You're already. You've got. Uh, I've got a little bit of a question mark over the proceedings. Already off to a bad start. Six aces. The ace of tables. <laughs> the, the ace, ace of Dudleyville. <laughs> the ace of Bubba Ray. <laughs> I love it. I fucking <laughs> love how stupid they are. <laughs> they're so fucking dumb. I'm going to pull a fast one over these guys. <laughs> I don't think they've played this game that much. <laughs> gruff, gruff, gruff. Here comes the British Bulldog. Who is smaller than Pete Gas? It's weird, isn't it? It's really weird. Last week he was wide. This week he is small. It looks like they've scaled him down. Yeah. Like, literally, just a little... They Grab it in the corner and Photoshop. And then just... <laughs> I, I don't understand what's going on with his biology, Kevin. I don't know. He's not a well man. No, And you worrying. know what I've noticed? Every fucking week since this fucker has returned, they have put him in a match. Mm. Yeah, he has been a staple of SmackDown Crawl. Even though, out of the entire roster, there's one person who's like, oh, I think they might be a bit hurt, or let's just leave him off for this mm. week. It's the fucking bulldog. Mm. That poor motherfucker. Yeah. Vince is literally getting value for money out of the British bulldog. Squeezing every penny out of him. Posse are immediately banished. Oh, yes. We're going to get an actual match, Kevin. You know what? Open a couple of minutes to this. It's the best the bulldogs looked. Yep, not saying much, but it's actually not horrible. He does some quick reversals. We get a running powerbomb attempt from D'Lo. I said quick reversals comparatively. <laughs> so D'Lo goes to the running powerbomb and Bulldog reverses it. We get the hurricane roof, 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 Rana. <laughs> I, I had Davy Conrana. That's way better. <laughs> Either way, it looked horrible. He looks so shocked when he gets oh. up. He's like, "What happened?" <laughs> woke up. He blacked out for a second. Did a hurricane run. I woke up. So Bulldog is thrown to the outside, and I can't help. I was like, he gets thrown to the outside. He does his big wide legs splay open mm. as he always does, and I literally was like, you know, he's not got a wet uh, taint. It's not come through. Oh no, he's got a wet disc at the top of his willy instead. A perfect wet circle on the front mm. of his de- of his Wranglers. Mm. Very curious. Yeah, he was obviously in a big hurry going to the toilet on the way to the ring, I guess. Don't you think he should Didn't shake? Didn't have time to shake. I don't care. <laughs> so Triple H, he's got pretty bad mask hair, gets given loads of gifts. The first one made me laugh because it's the family McMahon family portrait and they put in Triple H as a really big Triple H yeah, as well. Yeah, really bad. That's funny. Then they give him two toasters. 
They don't even have a joke. They've got two different... Well, no, Triple H has a joke. He goes, two toasters? I don't even think I could toast that many buns. And the boys are all like, <laughs> buns, yeah. Hey, PTC, you watching, huh? <laughs> That's so right, yeah. We got your lewd sexual content right here, baby. <laughs> I'm not pointing at my crotch. I'm pointing at my brain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, thinking all kinds of dirty things tonight. But it's fine because even though the content's not as dirty anymore, you can count on the fans because one guy holds up a massive sign that says, Ted Turner porked Stephanie. Jesus. What the fuck? Come on. What wow. is that? Wow. So we get probably what is my favourite. Like, we'll come up with something on the night. We'll get a fishbone skeleton and we'll call it in the ring. Grab a hold and hang on, kids. <laughs> they give Triple H an iron, and <laughs> X-Pac and Road Dog are all like big smiles, point at the iron, and Triple H just goes, <laughs> iron. And then they move on to the <laughs> next Straight joke. away. Iron. <laughs> oh, sorry, it was iron. You're the best, guys. The best he had. Iron. <laughs> I want a new show where they show Triple H all different minerals and if he can correctly identify them. Down, zinc, there is potassium. <laughs> you guys are the best. There is nothing funnier than 99 dickhead fucking cocky arrogant hunter coming out and being like, yeah, I'll just wing it and then fucking saying down in the ring. <laughs> Fuck you, man. You're not better than everyone else. I'll tell you someone who's like, you know, I used to do debating back in the day and I used to have to do these like mace debates where you give the topic with like 10 minutes to prepare and go up and be like, I've got something really great to say and then be like, Ugh, and it comes out and it's like, oh no. And that hot feeling of feeling like your skin is peeling from the inside mm. out, that embarrassment, I know what it's like and I know Triple H felt it there. I know he did because that like, yeah, oh, I'm dying. <laughs> We do get a very strange line from Jerry, though. I don't know if you can give me context for this, but he goes, I think mankind weighs more than Orson Welles. What does that mean? Orson Welles in his later years was very heavy set. Yeah, everyone knows that. I think that's the, the closest, like, pop culture, let's make a fat joke thing that Jerry had in the back of his head. I mean... Okay, well, well done for trying. I mean, it's a nice comparison. I would like to see Mick being like... There is a Californian ravioli that follows that same excellence. <laughs> Vintage dated, it's fermented in the can. The reading I am giving is the one required for this script. <laughs> Action please, Mick. <laughs> Action please. Palmer son, bang bang! <laughs> Great sign in the front row. It doesn't matter how many beers I've had. It really does. <laughs> You're put that in your fucking tombstone, mate, are they? <laughs> we also get at the end of the rocks promo i think i may be wrong but i think this is the first time he's done the tongue waggle the la 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 oh man because he does it and jerry goes whoa <laughs> <laughs> oh man i like that i'm looking forward to when he gets like so many layers on it that he actually gets to the point where he's like if you smell la, 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 look at the tongue look at the tongue la, 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 la. that's my favorite peak run. have you seen the weird YouTube poop someone made when he just say turn the tongue into the rock. The tongue becomes a smaller version of the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rock's ass. <laughs> Fucking hell. So yeah, these two come out like 500 miles an hour. Great mm -hmm. fire here. Rock runs up the ramp. Alec goes for a big fucking baseball shot with the head. Oh man, I love it. 
DX work over Jeff for a bit, and then we get a big tag to the hot show. Oh my god. Oh my god. Because again, at this point, I'm thinking, like, now the match is going to slow down. Now Big Show's going to do headbutts yeah. and fucking alley oops. Well, he, he does do headbutts and basic offense, but fucking hell, does it look good? This is like a gallon bottle of Perry Perry hot sauce. Like, <laughs> it's huge. Chug, 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 chug. Big Show's saying a lot like King K. Rool there. <laughs> so, yeah, Big Show's throws X-Pac around like a rag doll and then we get this amazing moment where he picks up X-Pac and he fucks him into both the New Age Outlaws and then all these cannonballs just fall down <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> I remember I was like a young adult watching randomly MTV back at home when I was like nothing to do and all of a sudden there's like oh there's Randy Roddy Piper press I on the old Sky Digital box it's a Sweet 16 movie Roddy Piper stars as a dad who can't afford his daughter's lavish Sweet 16 party has to take out loads of loans but he does anyway and she's really happy because she gets a car so it's a fictional movie yeah yeah it's a fictional based on thing. a reality yeah movie. yeah where Roddy's like I got all these bills man I don't know how she wants a she wants a, a rapper to play her on her her birthday. I can't afford that. And uh, he can't, but he does anyway. And the moral of the story is, if your dad's a bit of an old Moni Michael like Roddy Piper, shut the fuck up and give me my car, you stupid dick. So Smackdown. <laughs> <laughs> now post production, Cole, because you can tell it's him because he sounds a lot less excited and a lot more clear. Um, mm. he is here a lot tonight. Yeah, this is the most patchwork commentary Smackdown to date. Now I'm not saying me and Kevin are reality TV experts, but we have got the ear for when a line has been ADR'd in there. When you hear like Gordon Ramsay going like, you are completely losing control of this kitchen. You need to get in touch with your father and speak to him emotionally. Like we can tell immediately when a line shouldn't be there and Michael Cole all night tonight. Oh my voices. God, King, what's going on here tonight? Kane is really jazzed for his match this Sunday at Armageddon. Vince McMahon can't wait to get his hands on Triple H. Tickets on sale now, folks. We're on the game. King putting him over goes, That's intensity right there. One of Kurt's big eyes. <laughs> As your Olympic hero, I have massive eyes. I have three big eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, fucking um, Steven Universe when she's got the third eye up in there. That's what Kurt, Kurt's a fusion. That's what's going on here. Uh? Kurt Angle and Steve Blackman, the dream team, taking on those damn Dudley boys. Kurt is basically blatantly frustrated with the crowd now. He can't get two words into his promo before he's like, <laughs> He refers to Steve as my nemesis and my tag team partner, Steve Blackman. <laughs> he says it with a big smile on his face. Does he know what that word means? Do you reckon it's like Venture Brothers where you're, they're sort of arching with each other? Oh, like, yeah, a little it's bit. It's arranged. Like. Like. Or maybe he's just seen Star Trek Nemesis and he's all jazzed <laughs> up about his big night at the movies. Wow, there's a reference. <laughs> <laughs> Backstage, Kevin Nation Army. It's the Kevin Kelly Show. Of course, Adam here is groaning, not just because of that sweet nickname. Thanks for sending them in, guys. I've got them all in a big database. 
I'm not even fussed. You can try and get, you can try and rile me up and get a reaction. Oh, look me. at him playing Mr. Fucking Cool as a cucumber. No. When I when I had to pause SmackDown earlier to go onto my database, do you remember what you said? No. You said I must delete that database. <laughs> I will find that data and delete it. I'm not bothered right now because I'm more annoyed at the actual appearance of Kevin Kelly here. Like this isn't the Kevin Kelly I fell in love with as a no, boy. No, this is an evil Kevin Kelly doppelganger. Yeah. He's fucking creepy. He recaps Raw where Ivory came out and was like revealed here going to be defending the belt in a pool. Waka waka, sexy, sexy. And he's not with anyone. No. He's by himself talking str- like he's too close to the camera for a start off. His big pale face like. Hey, you guys like masturbation? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I've got some chlorinated treats in store for you. He's basically saying later on he is going to be interviewing Miss Kitty, who has been revealed to be the fourth entrant in the match, which is going to be something else because I don't wear underwear. Oh man! You can see where they got along. Yeah, for quite a, easily for a period of time. That is fucking hell. The eyebrows that Kevin Kelly does. He does so many twisted facial expressions while he's talking about the pool match and then at the, right at the end of the promo he does a proper pervy boing boing with the eyebrows he literally says if you know what I'm saying uh, the one thing he could have done to make it creepier was do the DDP oh shit they've seen me lick the lips <laughs> licking them teeth like you should be ashamed of yourself Kevin <laughs> Kelly this My, sentence this one sentence caused me to pause and just be like Throw my hands up in the air and be like, how? How? Monday night on Raw, the boss man has stooped to a new low king. How? How? Oh man, when the boss man framed Big Show for being a pedophile, he really overstepped the bounds. Planning that USB hard drive on the Big Show's computer, getting his email address and signing him up for all those forums. What the fuck? That is the only thing. That is the only escalation that could be more deplorable. Or frame him for actual murder of his own father, like. <laughs> Pedophilia's worse. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh? Boss man, the people in the crowd with signs, and the people on commentary are making out that actually what it means is that his dead daddy isn't his real daddy and that his real daddy is still on the prowl somewhere out there. It's funny because... They never answer that question. No. They don't. They simply straight up do not. I think what they're trying to do is they imply that, oh, because you're a bastard, that means your dad could be anybody. No, it doesn't, though. It doesn't work like that, unfortunately, no. They should have straight up gone down the route of, like, you know, he's not his dad. Like, you know, make it very clear... The guy in the ground, the guy that passed away, isn't actually Big Show's father at all. It's so silly because it's like, when when I was 14, I had a friend whose parents weren't married. And I, call, I was like, aha, you're a bastard. And even I and our, my friends realised quickly that that's not funny and that doesn't make any sense. Mm. WWF obviously hadn't reached the emotional maturity that I had at age 14 yeah. <laughs> at this point here. It's just, it's silly. They don't, they don't know. No, they, they, they really don't know. But if they did know, and they did go down the route of having it so that it wasn't Big Show's real dad, they could have done the whole thing of having the roster in the ring and someone's there like, the person that is Big Show's father is in that ring. And that they eliminate them one by one like guess who, <laughs> like they did before with Vince's son. Sandman forgets because he's drunk and stays yeah. there way too long. <laughs> 
and Big Boss Man would turn out to be the Big Show's biological father. Big Boss Dad is the best fan theory ever. And then, two months down the line, Big Show turns heel on somebody and Boss Man becomes his manager and his real daddy. Wouldn't that have been the best way to wrap this all up? See, I just thought the whole thing would have been like the reason why, you know, Big Show's dad is the Boss Man and the reason why (laughs) the Boss Man has been targeting him. It's because you're a reflection of all my regrets. <laughs> I was never there for you and I hate myself for it. <laughs> but Bossman puts it more eloquently than we ever could. Whoa, being a bastard, that's ten times worse than having a daddy being dead. Like either of those things are Big Show's fault. <laughs> so he slithers to the ring with a fucking trail of slime a mile long behind him. Here comes long sleeve big boss man with Prince Albert. They'll be taking on the Hardy Boys. And uh, yeah, cuts us a little promo on the big show. Or should I say, Big Freak Show! Vince says Triple H is going to go right back to the bottom where you belong. I think they're alluding to again, like, you know, Triple H complained originally in his feud with Vince. He was when Vince used to bury him, do you Yeah, like, after yeah. the Madison Square Garden, yeah. the uh, curtain call in the incident. So it's kind of like Vince is kind of like just, at the end of the day, he's all this day, he just wants to bury him for saying goodbye to, <laughs> to for Razor and Diesel. Like I've buried you once, I'm not afraid to do it again. Because of the restraining order, Shane McMahon has to go up. Okay, um, come on, yeah. let's just... Let's go up, Shane, yeah. get that contract. And then he has to go back. Yep, okay, Vince, sign the contract. Um, back up again. Give the contract back to Triple H. Quite the little sacrifice here as Shane McMahon gets beaten up by four members of the X. Fucking vicious. Clearly, like, they need the backup and they hold off Parson and Briscoe because of the restraining order. Vince is helpless and Shane McMahon takes quite the fucking spill. Yes. Big flip that he does goes all the way over. And I love, this is like little things like this I always love when you're going to do a spot through something, at least pretend that the thing you're going through is somehow necessary. Yes. And there was one old man said they're going, oh no, as Shane goes flying through. It was technically a very big production desk. Legitimately, that makes all the difference. A man there with a headset on and a clipboard and a little bit of equipment, oh, that's probably his desk that they just went through, as opposed to just a big black tablecloth covering up something underneath it or as in TNA's instance I hope no one goes through my giant box collection here I'm going to unveil it later let's put this slightly too small tarp over it (laughs) so it was ruined a little bit by when Shane Van takes his spill uh, something bad happened Adam his leather jacket bunches up over the top of his head and because he's not meant to be knocked out and selling it it just looks like he's having a little sleepy like he's just oh like, dad all comfy and nice on those boxes and it's really great though because as soon as like Patterson, Briscoe and Vincent are like oh why wow, this pull his, his hood down a little bit give him a little bit of dignity for pity's sake like, <laughs> pull his eyes down and take off the fucking hat like <laughs> The Rock taking on B.A. Billy Bunn Ba ba Billy Gunn. Like, what the fuck is this? B.A. <laughs> Mr. Buns. That's what they should have changed it to. <laughs> I'm a bun, man. I like ass buns. I like Eccles cakes. I like cupcakes. So, Rock cuts a promo. Yay! Love a Rock promo. Except this one's not for you and me. Oh? We didn't do the required reading, which is several years of avid baseball fansmanship. Oh. I'm tired of your gamesmanship, Rock. Particularly games that I don't understand. So, he makes reference to that man in red socks we saw earlier on. No more. Nomar. Nomar Nomar Sky, like. 
So there he is, and this time you know that it's going to be all about him because he's wearing nothing but rock gear and a pair of rock sunglasses, which are obviously like, put this on. <laughs> Wear it. Tonight, my opponent is a jabroni. Woo! <laughs> One half of the tag team champions, yeah. King of the Ring, Billy Gunn. He says the rock is going to go to a very special place tonight. And I thought, is it the Smackdown Hotel? That's what I thought. No, it's a baseball reference, you idiots. It's America's pastime. Study up. The way he says it is that The Rock, Nomar, and Billy are all going to go to Fenway Park together and admire the Great Green Monster, I think it's called. It just sounds like a grand day out. It I does. Yeah, like. just a lovely boy's day out. I'm just assuming that's like the Boston version of Mr. Blobby, like... <laughs> I only know about Fenway Park because of the phrase Fenway Frank, which I've heard a few times, which is a hot dog from Fenway Park I'm pretty sure that's from the baseball special of Man vs. Food where most if not all of my baseball knowledge comes from that is the worst bit of trivia you have ever said to me I don't know much about baseball but I sure as fuck know my hot dogs friend <laughs> I'm really hungry I'm really fucking bad time to record like. so Triple H immediately gets in a fight with Earl Hebner like before Kane even comes out yeah now I think that they said that the reason for this was something to do with um, all the shenanigans earlier. Because the other referees. Yeah, Earl, no, Earl was refing the match before with Billy and The Rock. And I guess yeah. he was beating up Earl, they were saying, because of Earl's bad officiating not getting the count on The Rock when Billy. Imagine if that was the case. Like, Billy Gunn literally would have beaten The Rock in 40 seconds. Jesus. And, and Triple H's like, that would have been really cool. Like, <laughs> So he does the whole flair thing where he pushes Earl. Earl goes off the ropes and he pushes him back and knocks down Triple H. When Flair first did that spot, uh, he wrote about it in his book. He said he got like major heat with uh, Ole Anderson, the booker, who was like, "You just you're worthless to me as a world champion now because you took a bump for a referee. That's cheap. You can't do that as a heel." <laughs> I disagree with that. Like anyone could possibly have a go at shoving Triple H and knocking him off his feet. That's all Earl did. He knocked him off his feet. He didn't give him a tombstone pile driver or a super kick or anything. like. And yeah, Ole Anderson, if we're to do a little bit fucking study of momentum, you've clearly not done your fucking GCSE core science. You pop someone off against the ropes like that, you're adding the momentum. So literally, Earl has got Triple H's momentum of pushing him. Yeah. The added elastic force... Of the ropes coming back against that, plus his own force, obviously that's going to be greater than the force that Triple H pushed him with. So fuck off, it's not cheap heat, it's physics! So grand. I'm glad someone finally put that bastard Ole Anderson in his place. <laughs> Good on you, Kevin. <laughs> Ole Anderson, like, they're trying to take him down a peg about his use of physics and elastic force. Go to a signing and just spit on the floor in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> Fight me, Ole. Fight me. <laughs> Fun little side story on the topic of masks and Halloween. One Halloween, um, I became mildly obsessed with Killian Murphy's portrayal of the Scarecrow from oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Batman Begins. And I had the mask mm. and I had the old Rikard upward spray, which used to spray straight upwards. They yeah. discontinued it because people kept spraying their eyes by mistake. But it fit right in the sleeve of my suit, which I mean I could do fear gas. And uh, I had an hour to kill before I was meeting my friends and going out. And I had a few little drinks. So I walked around the campus of NUI Galway in the car parks and like there's one person who like turned on the lights of their car and saw me and I turned and they were like ah! <laughs> <laughs> So I was always thinking what could be scarier than that and if you turned on the lights of your car and saw three lads with Vince McMahon masks Hey pal Hey pal Hey pal Hey pal So we're doing a live show in September 
Bring us some masks. The only other thing I would like is if anyone's got a a crucifix out there. (laughs) Knocking around. Desperately love a crucifix. If you've got a spit, just for knocking around the house of horrors, like. (laughs) (laughs) Start things off with the big boss man coming out with Prince Albert. Hands his hardcore championship to Tim White, who promptly drops it. Oh. Ooh, cooties. Are you sure it didn't just fall off in his hand because it's so <laughs> fucking rotten? <laughs> Bossman cuts a promo. Everyone shut up! <laughs> if you think what I did to Al Snow and the big freak show's fake dead daddy was bad, you ain't seen nothing yet. Oh my god, I gotta get chill. What's he gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> but I realise it's kind of actually, I think, this is boss man winding down. Like, he's not got anything going I on I've got now. some big plans for Sunday Night Heat. Sure you have, mate. Yeah. I hate the headbangers. <laughs> you know, when all he's talking about is what he's done to his last three feuds, it's like, mm. well, yeah, shouldn't you have a feud going now, mate? Like, so Chris Jericho comes out, who is playing the role of straight-up babyface. Yeah. It's one of those gimmicks where I think that he's so entertaining that literally have him do what he's been doing to faces, have him do it to heels, and immediate baby face. That's it, yeah, simple as that. And we get that when he calls his partner Prince Alan. (laughs) Alan! Alan is such a... That's great. Because Albert is a normal name, but Alan... Oh man, I want to call a cat Alan. Like, you know, has there ever been a wrestler called Alan? Alan <laughs> doesn't happen. Prince Alan. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we cut back to a massive spread in the backstage area. Holy shit! Look at all this. The camera actually starts off on the big spread, like cakes, cheeses, fruits, wine. Like, guys, you don't need to get the Italian meat selection and a pack of Serrano ham. You've just gone fucking mental now. This is ridiculous. Just a vat of hummus. Just fucking wrestling it already. Like. It was like an advert for a buffet or something. The way it started, it pans across all the food. Like, hey, my name's Triple H. Why not come down to Triple H and Stephanie's Barbecue Shack this weekend? Did you ever know this like, thing? Because this, this happened to me a bit when I first moved to the UK. Went on a few dates. You know, went on a few dates. And the, what you do when you go on a date, apparently, when you're a young adult in the UK, is the person you went on a date with, you go to the shop and you just buy... All the fucking shit in the world. And then you sit down and you just eat it all like. It's this massive intake of snacks and mm. whatnot. It's very weird because I saw this happen to other people I knew. It's like, oh, I've started seeing this this new person. Like, oh, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. We had croissants and a multi-pack of Walker's Crisps last night for yeah. dinner. And like everyone gets really fat and lethargic. Sometimes those people fall in love and then realise, hang on, we're killing each other and they get out of it. Yeah. I'm worried for Steph and Triple H, those are too many carbs. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just saying, I've been down that route. You can have a broken heart, but you don't want a broken intestinal tract as well, lads, okay? He's going to be farting blood later. Have you seen what he's got? Like, it's a sea of beige, like... Only a lifetime of being a wrestling fan will give you the knowledge you need to say that. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you want true love, watch some late 99 Smackdown. <laughs> Prepare yourselves mentally, like, you know. Big day, you don't want a bad tummy like that. Oh, so, Kurt Angle versus Test. 
who's got a big old mane of hair on him. He looks like Dougal from the Magic Roundabout. He looks so silly. When he's coming out, and straight away I'm like, he's got to get beat down here tonight. Yeah. Like it's Every week he's been beaten down. To the point where I now hear test music where it's literally just, in my mind, it's him fending off. I'm like, no, please don't hit me again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, oh, no, no, my face, no, no, please don't hit me again. No, no, please don't. God, not again, no, no. <laughs> Call that one now, please, I'm off again. Sorry, Tess, we can't build up your character because Stephanie's getting, quite frankly, very good character development here. She pops on commentary and straight away King's there buttering up going, I just want to say I love the new regime. You guys are so innovative and young. I love it. And she's like, oh, yeah, so uh, a couple of weeks ago when you were like bad-mouthing me on commentary, that wasn't anything then. He's like, and she's like, I know you're just buttering me up, King. Oh, I like that. I love it. Not only is she fucking evil and not going to take any of Triple H's shit, she's smart enough to call Jerry Lawler out on being a dickhead. Because yeah. most heels are just like, yeah, that's right, King, you got my corner. Like It's great, yeah, because uh, Stephanie, she doesn't suffer fools gladly now, does she? She like, really does she not. She doesn't. She doesn't suffer any fo- form of foolery at all. And Cole, trying to, I guess, provoke some sort of response, is like, we saw what happened on Monday, Steph, when you embarrassed and humiliated Test in front of a national audience. And she goes, thanks, yeah, I did. Like, really chuffed. Cole is really, really unfortunate here because, like, Cole is, like, he's a company guy. So he's like, oh, okay, there's a new regime in charge. I assume that's all going to be above board. And, like, throughout the night, like, Michael Cole senses something's not right. He's like, hang on a minute. Stephanie, what are you doing out here? Anyway, he's like, yeah, right, Michael, I'm off to work. I'm going to leave you in here with this special puzzle I've made, all right? And it's like a four-piece jigsaw. Like, yeah, thanks. Oh, I'll get to the bottom of it. And you come back late and he's done one piece of one corner. Oh, I don't know, guys. It's still, I'm still trying to get to the bottom of this one. Uh? She calls for the DQ because Tess is using closed fists. Tess does a ten punch spot, and Steph's like, "Oh no, no you don't." <laughs> DQ Ring immediately. Ring that bell. <laughs> Fucking love it. And of course, if you couldn't think this could get any more perfect, where. Poor Tess has been fucking putzed over again. Stephanie gets the last laugh. What does Kurt Angle do when he wins this match by DQ? He's <laughs> jumping and spinning around in circles. Woo! He's won the gold medal. Like, he's crying. It's been... DQ. He won by getting punched in the head by his opponent. <laughs> Too hard, like. <laughs> You see the slam cam promo? Yeah! It's Road Dog, Deborah, and the Boss Man in the ring with a computer desk. There's a couple of boys. And Boss Man's got his arm around this little boy. <laughs> like, you drag and drop that far right now, you stupid little kid! You can use this to doctor the birth certificate of any of your enemies and make them think they were bastards! <laughs> <laughs> so, we got a few little glimpses of the old slam cam of what it's up to. Mm. Um, you can make a picture of Deborah go wacky and wavy. Yeah. And you can bring a mankind mask onto any picture of your choosing. Poor Pekas, he's trying to make a head start on that traffic. Oh. He's got, you know, hours he's got here. Once know? again, Steph's response is, well, if you leave now, you're fired. Like, I love that she just won't fuck around. She's not afraid to just fucking fire people at the drop of a hat. Like, You know what I like? A uh, new season of Ride Along, but instead of all different people, just Pekas. <laughs> you can't get past this commute, but, but, can but you? But Scott Stanford, for Pekas, it's a ride that never ends. <laughs> and every clip's just him going, 
Oh, maybe now and then he'll hum the Mean Street Posse music, text Joey Abs, see what's up, like, you know. For people that couldn't make it to the live show, Kevin did say that he was one of the most sympathetic figures of the Attitude Era, <laughs> solely because of that commute he does now. Uh, As everyone's coming out, King's like, I know Christmas is coming up, and y'all want to get the best Christmas gift for the youngins. So we've got this hair! And I thought, oh, is it going to be a Furby? Because it's 1999. <laughs> no, it's WWF and Wired.com. They joined together, collaborated to make a Stone Cold Steve Austin immovable figure that you hook up and then you go to a website with your secret password. Shh, don't tell anyone. You go, I wonder if it's Austin 360. <laughs> I wonder. But you go to the website and then it says, you can make him say whatever you want. Really? No, I think what it is is you have to go onto the website, which is password protected, and then you can choose from a set list of, of selected phrases. Selected Def- phrases. Definitely got to be that, I reckon. I thought for a second it was the Stone Cold Steve Austin room guard. Ha! Ah, I'm Steve Austin, the inventor ant. Don't. <laughs> don't come up in here. <laughs> Everyone had that fucking room guard, didn't they? <laughs> Mom, didn't you hear? He asked you put. Well, he didn't say don't come in, he just told you who he was. He's Flick, the inventor ant, and I'm Kevin, your son. Fuck off. <laughs> King holds a little microphone up to the stone cold toys. Do you hear what it said? <laughs> Well, I'm fucking sold. Yeah, I'll have two of those, I think. And you can't you believe I'm enthused to watch the all the promos that Steve Austin presumably cut after having neck surgery all fucking drunk on whiskey and pissed off. I fucking hate Christmas. Just saying, if it was a cane toy, you could actually do a text-to-speech ah, with the little voice box. That would really work. It would have been fine. Oh, um, looking at my notes here, I... I I must have blacked out for or for something for a second or something. Like I just don't understand. I've written here that Terry and Santa are in a segment. Or this was I can't be right. All right, surely the the loose pieces and threads of this are going to get tied up elsewhere. But Terry is seemingly not not in the building. She's elsewhere. She's kind of in front of like a roaring fire. She's eating candy. She's talking to Santa, and Santa's back is to the camera. And she's like, Santa, I, I have to tell you about some things I've done this year. And he's like, oh, well, you know, have you been naughty or nice? A very un-Santa-y voice. And mm. she goes, well, uh, a few weeks ago, some of my girlfriends and I, you know, we drank a lot of champagne. And it just ended. That was it. What? What? What was the- it good? Was it too fizzy? Like, did you, what? I felt sure, like, oh, okay, we'll come back to it. No? No, we don't. That's it. That's, that's continued, it. Like. Oh man, it's like when you go to the roadhouse in Twin Peaks. Like, who are these guys? Like, and you never find out. It never gets picked up on. Very, very strange. Like, you know, maybe it's going to keep going on from here. Like, you know, next one is going to be like Terry's there, and Santa's like, I've got my coat on, Terry. I'm going now. <laughs> and she's like, Yeah, but I want to tell you about me and my friends drinking wine. He's like, Fine. Takes the coat off. Ah. <laughs> She walks inside of Santa, you know, I fucking hate you so much. I hate your fucking guts. The Rock taking on the big show for the WWF Championship. We see them warming up before they come out. Big hair, Paul White. Who's this? Oh, I've got a theory. Because there's another man that we haven't seen all evening. Yeah. I think they took Val Venus and just 
pumped him full of goo until he was big enough like I reckon Big Show went missing or something and like right okay just pump him full of goo until he looks like Big Show sorry goo yeah because I don't know what it is there's something just about Big Show that looks like he's full of pus or something he looks really unwell like he's pale he's got bags under his eyes it's the big sis he looks like he hasn't washed in a couple of weeks Uh. it's horrible so these two don't even start off, and we're like, we were both like, oh, I bet these two will wrestle, and then they'll do the big One, two, is this on? Straight away. And Triple H and Steph, they've got a little nook set up. They've got a little <laughs> lazy boy, some snacks, some roses, some more wine. They're going to be fucking drunk, lads. On it, they've been hitting the bottle all evening. Like I'm just saying, you've been on a train for two hours, and you've been sipping the whole way. Fucking stand up every 30 minutes. You're going to fall over, guys. You're <laughs> fucking lit. Triple H announces that it's a lumberjack match and all of the heels come out and Midian's there too. Aww. The, the posse are there. They posse, should be in yeah. bed. Like... No, I love this. As you can tell the people who take the business serious. Al Snow, he comes out. He's got the bandage. bandage. Yeah. Posse are like, what are you worried about? We're fine. <laughs> Fucking Rodney is like, feel his way to the ring. Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I love this. It's great. They're, it's like, the hand selected, all the heels. You've got the Dudley boys. You've yeah. got Mean Street Posse. Gangrel looks kind of evil, so he's out there too. <laughs> Kurt Angle's there in his Olympic tracksuit. Yeah. And then Midian was there as well. Adam, what's he make of all this, I wonder? He's got to come into the fold at some point, surely. Like. The camera did focus on Midian for a full two seconds, and he was literally like, no, you shouldn't be. <laughs> Don't look at me. It's not about me. <laughs> God, pretend I'm not even here. I'm just going over there to make some numbers up. Uh? I remember having, uh, we had to have a special mass... Mm. Uh, it was a very special mask because Father Heaney had like an extra like outer robe he was like it's like he had a big quilt on him <laughs> his millennium clothes he did he had a special millennium robe <laughs> the stars on him yeah it was it was all like proper he was like Oz coming out with all of his fucking you know special robe I do remember he came out as well he had this special robe and it was this very special mask that we had we had to do singing at it you see as kids I would have been like nine when the right. millennium was happening we had a special mask for us and uh, it would have been nine. No, you no I was nine. So. I would have been around 12 when yeah. the millennium was happening. So we had a special mask because we were the, the older kids in the primary school. We had to help with it. And I remember that there was loads of candles and all the lights were out. It was just lit by candlelight and it was being filmed. Not for telly, it was just being filmed. Right. And Father Heaney came out in his special big robe and it knocked over a couple of candles coming out. <laughs> so it was like, everyone kind of going, nah, nah, nah. it's like, oh shit, fuck, 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 fuck. It's on fire. <laughs> so that was the millennium. Uh, for, and we got a special millennium candle as well. Oh yeah, I remember then. Um, what else? Freddo's were cheaper back then. <laughs> Um, Safeway was still open. Political correctness hadn't gone mad. No, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you men say were men. You <laughs> <laughs> um, I do remember is when we had the special Millennium candle. We were all like, there was a special moment. Mum was like, everyone come in. Was like, what? Was like, we all have to light the Millennium candle. We all came in. Me and my brother, mum, dad, Gran was there too. We lit the Millennium candle. And I think there was a point where Granny was kind of like, well, now you know it's important because at the Malex Millennium, we. And it was like, oh, we'll all be dead though, won't we? Like, like not just you, Gran, the old one, all of us. Like, even the young one, even me, I'm the young one. Oh, that's fuck. I don't like this candle great. anymore. Yeah. And uh, Pokemon Blue. Oh yeah, that as well. That yeah. was that was good. Yeah. It's a nut of friends trying to make it through Mount Moon without Flash. Fucking Only in the millennium. Crazy times indeed. So SmackDown at the millennium. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, let's just talk about nostalgia some more. I I could talk about it all day. 
Until it gets to the point where Bob decides, I'm going to head up to the top rope. And that prompted you and me to have a discussion about, you notice that Bob is just always going up to the top rope to do that really awful, like, oh, I think I'll step over this puddle, but it's too big. Good little jump. And Jericho cuts him off, like, oh, he's not going to embarrass himself. Right back up again he goes, Bob. This time, Jericho is lying down on his back on the mat. So it's like, great, open opportunity, maybe an elbow drop, leg drop if you fancy, even a splash. The fabled hardcore 450. (laughs) (laughs) Holidocity, like, you know. But uh, no, instead he gets, I mean, right, my close description is me saying, I'm going to do the money shot when I'm nine. And we're not on the couch or the bed. We're in the park. You're not, Kevin. No. You're not. It's like when you're pretending to be a goalkeeper and you're like, I'm going to do a dive. Look, look out, my leg is oh. going completely. I mean, it is, it is impressive. It's 90 degrees to the rest of my body, yes. But it's not the dive, is it? No. And Bob, that's not a dive. No. Watch me go, watch me go. He manages to jump off and yet not leave his feet at any point. It's literally like you've just dragged and dropped him. Like. <laughs> And then he gets a boot in the face for his troubles. My home planet needs me. I'm fixing to go away. It's just like jump cuts up over there. Like Backstage, New Age Outlaws. They're in Triple H's ear. Tell them that that's Stephanie McMahon's no good. You've got to mm. go talk some sense to her. And uh, Triple H is like, don't worry. I got a plan. He's sitting thinking, you know. It's, it's obviously a ruse. Yeah, I will, I'll say right now, there is no plan. Like... He doesn't even pretend to have a plan. Like, this is the most ham-fisted, like, oh, Stephanie's a good guy now, is she? Or I guess Triple H is going to get his good I mean, one thing, if they started it on Raw, like, Stephanie shows, but it's literally, like, this week on SmackDown, the story is Stephanie's a goodie. Mm. And I can imagine me, you'd be, like, nine going, oh, yeah, the McMahon-Helmsy regime has went on for two weeks, long enough, in my <laughs> opinion. Let's just finish this up. Good, good on you, Stephanie. <laughs> Nipping this in the bud. We don't want another corporate ministry on our hands. They're not fooling anybody. No. And it's, like, five minutes into the show, and we've already worked out that this is all a ruse. Lads, you've got seven months before this angle wraps up. <laughs> don't be teasing us at week two. <laughs> 26 to go, lads. Uh-huh. What I do like, though, is that they, you know, it's just one little smackdown. Kane is now going to be Stephanie's bodyguard. Cool. But they are sowing the seeds for 15 years' time when corporate Kane is yeah. once again working for her. So I like that. Nice <laughs> foreshadowing on WWE's part there. Also, anytime I could see Kane stood in front of a Christmas tree, I love. Yeah. Also, when Kane had to decide whether or not he wanted to do it, he took a long, hard look into the Christmas tree. <laughs> you know, I love it. Remembering his past gimmick. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, flashing forward to, you know, 2010 when it was chestnuts roasting. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jack Frosty. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Laughing like Bob Sapp after an interview. He's fucking delighted. May as well talk about this straight away. There is a massive sign in the front row. You had to... You were like, oh, did you see that? And I was like, oh, no, thinking he'll just tell me about it on the podcast. Nope. You, you made sure to rewind. You need to lay eyes on that sign. They brawl to the outside. And you see two signs. First of all, there's, where's Austin? Good point. Fucking pay attention to the product, mate. All right? <laughs> where's your fucking fandom? That's what I want to know. <laughs> and then the other sign is... The other sign is, we found Rikishi's underwear... With an arrow pointing down to a massive, huge pair of Y-fronts. And I'm talking about, that's a melted Easter egg of shite that they have on it. A big, massive poo stain. Yeah. Now I know they've just got... You fuck! 
Marmite or chocolate spread. Beat me to it on the gussies. The quick draw game on one, two, swing. Bang. You can say gusset quick. Now, I was so confused by this because they started fighting near this lad with this sign, this horrible, like, whoa. That would have made Pat Patterson go, like, that's a bit much. <laughs> That's a bit on the nose. Subtlety, lads. You know? <laughs> or subtleties, I guess. But when Rikishi was going by, the guys with the sign going, now, Look! Are they his fans? I don't know. I don't know what his stance is on Rikishi. Yeah, you're always shitting yourself, aren't you? <laughs> always. And you know, wipe the always shitting yourself. Where has this come from? He's got a big bum, Kevin. That's what it is. I personally, I don't think the, the fan in the crowd, I don't think he was ready for that jelly. Now, if we are to look at you know, all things bootylicious, having a honky-tonk badonkadonk, <laughs> that doesn't mean that you're fucking crapping all the time. Like, when Kim Kardashian rose to fame in 2007, there wasn't loads of people going, oh yeah, but she shits loads. <laughs> she sure looks great in that photo shoot, apart from the... Yeah, imagine the shits though. Like you know, don't don't celebrate her. Imagine the shits. That where is this man going with this sign? Mm-hmm. He stapled that to a piece of card. Yeah. He had to fold it over. Yeah. Can you imagine if someone like I get self conscious when I'm queuing up to the wrestling show if I'm wearing a silly wrestling yeah. T-shirt? He no, I reckon he must have had the underwear separate from the uh, the sign the to be allowed in with it. Staple it. Yeah. Is that enough? Is that enough chocolate on it? It's gonna be so good. So that is the sign of the night. Very distracting. Missed a lot of this match thinking about that it's sign. An upsetting, actually. upsetting sign. Mm. Tess was revealed has had his nose broken three times in two months. Three times. That can't even be possible, right? Come on, Tess. It's time for your bi-monthly nose breaking. <laughs> I'd much prefer the Grey's box. <laughs> No. (laughs) Kurt Angle taking on Egg. Kurt comes out. There's a massive go back to Russia sign. What? (laughs) Fucking commie. (laughs) Now, Kurt is beautiful here with his little promo. Texas is great. A lot of intensity. A lot of intensity. A lot of integrity. Missing the third eye, though. You're not known for your intelligence. It's a shame. It's a shame because I think if you... If you had a, if you were smart and not dumb, you guys would have the three eyes. Think about that. And people are like, hey, wait a minute. And he's even like, not not necessarily you lot here tonight. I'm just talking about Texas in general. It's a bit thick, isn't it? Like, <laughs> and like in his head, he's like, I'm just having a chat. Like I'm being really reasonable here. Hey, two out of three ain't bad, Texas. <laughs> I mean, come on, like you know, fucking perfect. Do they? And I'm asking this to you and also to everyone out there in uh, in SmackDown Crawl Land. Do they add in cage sound effects? Now, I'm of the belief they don't because I think the cages are so big and rattly mm. and they've designed them to be rattly mm. anyway that much in the same way the mat doesn't have to be dubbed, I think the cage is just naturally making that noise. It's, it's a very similar... That exact fucking... Yeah. Oh. It's like the SmackDown cheering sound effect, isn't it? The only reason I say it is because on an earlier SmackDown, they did dub in the sound of a ring bell. They have done that before mm. when people hit with the bell and go, ding, like that, because they think it sounds funny. And I just wonder if that... Because when they throw them against it, it goes, ding, 
make this noise. But then Rick Rock hits it with a chair at one point, and it makes no noise at all. Hmm. Have you been to a live show with a cage? Does it make that like that exact noise? I'm just saying, but is is the cage version of the you know, the pop the. The vacuum cleaner pop. <laughs> it's the, the pop that was basically 10 years of Smackdown if anything happened good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, if anyone out there wants to do some waveform analysis on the audio there, see if you can get any results, that'd be great. If you could just enhance that. Let me get a hard copy. <laughs> you know, it'll, it'll, it'll be good to know. Spinebuster onto the chair again. God, Al, fucking Al, that take it easy. Crumpled chair with a sharp bit sticking up as well. Like, People's elbow, Rock wins. One, two, three. The ref was pretty much like, as soon as the Rock hit the Spinebuster, the ref was on the apron. All right, here we go. Gotta wrap it up like, you know. Did you hear King's call, though? When he's there, stood there, like taking his elbow pad off. Merry Christmas, everybody! Coming down your chimney to People's elbow! He's fucking delighted. I'm getting the Game Boy Color for Christmas! <laughs> Yahoo! Uh-huh. Bubba Ray Dudley has, I think, a breakout moment here. This is like a, oh right, we can put him on the mic. Yeah. I think that's his performance is that good here. He has the poisonous nature of his old ECW yes, stuff. definitely. But it is pretty much a PG promo. It is PG, but he's still... It still made me gasp some of the things he said because he's very close yeah. to the knuckle. Like. He's very, very cruel. Shut your mouth, you big stupid idiot! Calls Mark Henry a big fat Olympic failure. Yeah, and he says Texas is ashamed of you. And Mark just, like, oh, Mark Selling was under his breath. Like, you mother. <laughs> don't, don't bring up the Olympics. They don't know. They'll go, oh, Google's a thing now, isn't it? <laughs> oh, man. He says that Mae Young is old and wrinkled and smells like a bedpan at an old folks home. You smell a piece of shit, old woman! Seriously, all PG language, but there was something genuinely ECW about it. It's like, oh, Jesus, mate, yeah. chill out. Like. No stutter as well, no, no. that. Yeah. And then he turns to the fans. You're all a bunch of white trash, redneck, trailer park, tobacco-chewing, Hoosiers! Oh, the Hoosier line, you motherfucker! How dare you? He gets a load of heat for that, and Mark's just stood there like this fucking guy. And then he goes, And also, your sports team sucks! And then Mark, That's it! Like, clobbers the fuck out of him. And the fact that he didn't specify as well. Your sports teams. Hang on a minute, we're pretty fucking good at Quidditch. <laughs> We've got some very, very excitable university students. <laughs> Moo and May kill Devon's dick early on in this match. I love it. Pretty back and forth stuff. Like then, uh, you know, Bubba gets the advantage. He's about to uh, do was up, and Devon goes up top, and Moo and May just grab his legs, and Devon's just going. Aah! Aah! It's like Jr. on fire. Like it was fucking amazing, Sally. <laughs> and like Moo and May are like, "This is our spot, so we'll just keep doing it." Again. <laughs> yeah, They're there the whole time. Devon's like, "Please." Somewhere in TNA in the future, Devon's boys are just like going fading <laughs> out of existence. <laughs> I love that Triple H gets dragged out, kicking and screaming. 
to his entrance music and lights. He's like, you can't do this to me. What a more, no more, I was really hoping when he got up on the ring apron to be like, pull out a bottle of water now. Drink it, do it. I don't want to drink it. I'll be like, fine. <laughs> now do your crotch chops. I don't want to. Well, you know who they, you know who they fooled? They fooled old Columbo, Michael Cole. Yeah. From Cold Case, you know. <laughs> he's uh, not this now. No, he's, no more. Oh no, this. someone's making uh, pictures for us. Really? Yeah, of Cold Case and Columbo. So if you can think of any, I mean, CSI Michael Cole is just the one I'm thinking of right now. Like CSI you know, Michael. no King. What? No King. What is this, S- Stephanie? But earlier she said King. No King. King, no! It goes off the air. Yep. We had our pink slip on a pole match, and uh, this is going quite difficult where we are at the moment in the United Kingdom, where we've literally, this is uh, October 2017, where our Prime Minister was just handed a P45 live on stage, so pink slip on a pole. I'll tell you someone I'd like to give a pink slip on a (laughs) 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 pole to its. <coughs> All right, Corbin. You know, like when you do a Tommy Dreamer impression, and you actually make yourself cry. <laughs> or are you going to make yourself actually sick? No. <laughs> it's just so good that Chancellor's cough sweetness. <laughs> just saying, it would have been much smoother if, when that sign fell down behind her, she just mean Jean did it. Gentlemen, as you know, the other one, what? Fuck it. <laughs> What I was hoping was that during the Rock and Mankind's P45 and a pole match, that like the big face of Triple H would slowly start falling apart. Like his eyes would come out and his nose. I really love that whole Stephanie and Triple H branding each other. I really wish on SmackDown that they did it as well, but I I guess that they probably did it, but the Triple H's like, oh no, I look really weird as an oval. Get rid of it. His face kind of stretched across the oval tron. If that was staring at you up the ramp all SmackDown along, you'd know it was running the because <laughs> you know they picked the worst picture of Triple H as well it's this proper like yeah. <laughs> like he's mid sneeze or something <laughs> just a quick one as well is um, they say to Kane we did you a big favour Kane we on Monday we gave you test now if you remember last week's Smackdown Kane was Steph's bodyguard yep. and she said you look after me this week I'll give you X-Pac on Monday yep. whatever kind of match you want did they even address that at all? I think it was like Kane came in looking for, for his match for Xbox and then straight up, before he could even do that, it was like, oh, test. <laughs> no, I said test. No, you said Xbox. No. No, I said test. I definitely said test. Xbox is wearing a test mask. <laughs> oh, no. I hope my nose doesn't get broken again. <laughs> what? They give me that test, motherfucker. Kill him. Speaking of test... And he comes, like, here comes Tess, kicking off Smackdown with his fucking ridiculous face mask. Oh, he's got a big broken face. To be fair, they've given him the Cody Rhodes mask, but at least it's got, like, a big white bandage down the middle, so he might have a broken face for all you know. Well, I was kind of hoping is that instead of it, oh, get him up, come get him out of my butt. But because he had the Cody Rhodes mask, I thought we could go, walk in a butt, <laughs> 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 this is a trap. <laughs> uh?
poor test. He's out for literally two seconds. And I was just like thinking, well, he's, he's obviously going to get killed. Yeah. I was like, and his opponent in this handicap match. <laughs> Big boss man and Prince Albert. Like, there's nothing left with Tess. The fire's gone, like. There's nothing left. There is nothing to be gained from this anymore. No. Oh, God, the poor lad. Although, I'll tell you what, it was interesting to see TNA collide in the ring at the start. Hadn't even occurred to me, you know. Yeah. Tess is so far removed from the days of TNA. How would you describe Bossman in this match? Um, like a kid in a candy shop. I think he knows that Test is hurting and he can make him suffer and he's just giddy with excitement. He's literally bouncing up yeah. and down on the apron. Like at the start, like before even, ta- like I thought, oh, he'll be bouncing up and down, like looking for the tag. Mm-hmm. But like the match starts, he's like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, man, I feel good. <laughs> whoa, he's hurt. Whoa. He's going to rip his nose off. <laughs> And then, like, he takes Tess to the outside, and he chokes him, and, for lack of a better term, the boss man barks in his face, like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's like fucking Bobby Briggs and Maya. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> I don't know if there's much more of Tess left to, to, to kill. It's become my new bulldog of this show. Like, whenever Tess comes out, it's like, oh, okay, how far are they going to ruin him this week? I'm waiting for the posse to take him apart one by one. Like, <laughs> I was waiting for the, the posse all going to come out and, like, bring out Tess. He's going to come out, like, in a fucking wheelchair. <laughs> Bradshaw's is going to stiff him loads or something. I don't instead of, oh, 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 can we... Well, you see, what happened is, on Raw, we had the star of my uh, favourite, never-remembered angle uh, of the romantic nature. It is the Harvey Whippleman, Mark Henry, Moo and May double dating scenario. I forgot this was even a thing. Yeah, I, had to, I was like, I remind you, you're like, don't remember this. It's like, do you not remember the exact... We talked about it already. <laughs> no, like, that is a classic example of one's mind paving over what is determined to be <laughs> unnecessary information. <laughs> Gotta make room for other stuff. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Harvey Whippleman Bush. Uh? We get classic Mick Foley moments throughout tonight. Yeah. Got a real cool, like, Encarta typeface. (laughs) Click here to learn more about Mick Foley's classic moments. Like, it's just that kind of thing where it goes all grainy and disappears. You know. I got some great JPEGs of Mick Foley back on Windows 95. You want to check them out later? Hey, where do you want to go today? Huh? Now, I thought that we had a new Steve Blackman. I say new Steve Blackman. A Steve Blackman t-shirt. Because <laughs> Blackman comes out with this plain black t-shirt. He's cut off the sleeves off. With slightly too small font. Yeah. <laughs> that through the powers of pausing and HD remastering, I was able to work out said, no guns, no knives. The lethal pacifist, Steve Blackman. <laughs> and then only when he was handcuffed, and honestly, I was happy that they handcuffed him because we got over-the-shoulder shots, which was long enough for me to figure out what the fuck this shirt was. It wasn't a Steve Blackman shirt. No. It said, no guns, no knives. On the back, it's a steel chair. It says, just chairs. Now, there's mm. a lot more than chairs. Yeah. Now, that's not the WWE's gimmick, and it's not Steve Blackman's gimmick. No. So, like, whose t-shirt is that? Remember when Big Show and Sheamus had a chairs match? Oh, Jesus Christ. Big Show had his big chair. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. <it laughs> <out. laughs> 
imagine him going to the special blacksmith. I want a big chair. Like, that's the, you look at the bloopers. That's the biggest chair I've ever seen. <laughs> so, yeah, Steve Blackman didn't even have a new shirt. It was just like a seldom seen generic shirt. So there was nothing of value in this match. Poor Steve. Bear in mind, Rikishi came out with Too Cool. Too Cool at ringside. And Jerry goes, if I ever have a son, I want him to be just like Kurt. <laughs> Sons not not ten ring. feet away from his son. Oh man, it's a good thing that Grandmaster Sexy's got shades on because his future's so bright and he's so sad about his father not loving him. He needs to wear shades. So uh, uh. backstage, Tori with Mountain Dew, lamenting that there is no diet Mountain Dew. The only Dew with diet in is Mountain Dew. Start to uh, get herself a can of fizzy green poisonous piss. She is, but she's minding her own business, you know, just hanging out. If I had to spend the holidays with Xbox or drink a can of Mountain Dew, I would spend the holidays with Xbox. That's just me, though. Different situation. If I had spent the holidays with Xbox, the last thing I want is some sort of fizzy green energy drink, because I imagine that's the only thing he keeps in his house anyway. If I had a choice between being in the same room as a can of Mountain Dew that had been poured out into a glass so I could smell it and see it and taste it in the air and being killed... I'd have to really think about it. Like, uh, give me... I need an hour. All right. Just so you know. Next time on Smackdown Crawl, I'm going to put this to the test. It's going to be an hour of you thinking, like... If, oh. you, fu- if you fucking bring a can of AMD in here... <laughs> I swear to fucking God. I, well, yeah, I've always been jealous of the Pepsi branding for Cinema Swirl. I think it's about time <laughs> we, we brought Pop into this podcast. It, like, literally, the reason there's any tension in Cinema Swirl ever, it's not because Sam's not seen movies, it's because he made me drink that fucking cherry poison <laughs> that one time. I've never forgotten. Gets announced that there is an intercontinental championship match coming up later on with Chris Jericho and China. Men and women fighting King, and then King goes, China's not a woman, she's the manth wonder of the world. Hmm. God in heaven, can you imagine the soulless marketing meeting that spurned out that fucking reductive <laughs> nonsense? What if we said that China wasn't a woman? And she was the ninth wonder of the world. Yeah. A bit like how Andre the Giant wasn't a man. <laughs> he was, he was the just eighth, a wonder. He like. was the eighth wonder of the world. That's all he was. Like. Truly the extra gender. The wonders. Like. <laughs> Al Snow goes for a chair salt. Fucking mm. impressive looking move. And then Al hits it. The alley-oop. Well, that's it. You, you might as well. You might as well bring out the gurney because no one gets up. From the alley-oop. You know what? When Al does it, it doesn't look that bad. I thought it looked all right, actually. Take the truth. Big Show's looking at it, kind of going, huh. nice finisher, Al. One man stealing it myself. Like, big League, Big Show. Really like. perfect the craft of the alley-oop. Big League, Paul White, like, taking <laughs> finishers from the young guys. Like, alley-oop, mine. Hey, Hurricane Helms, nice finisher. Bam, final cut. It's mine. <laughs> What's that? You got a camel clutch going on there? Boom! Mine! He did the camel clutch. Mate, the colossal clutch. Built up for his submission match with John Cena. Truly uh, glorious times for WWF. Backstage, Big Mick Hayes awaits an interview with The Rock. He stood outside The Rock's locker room going like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big thumbs up. Like, really creepy. Do you think that's the face that he pulls when he tells Christian to jump off a ladder <laughs> onto the concrete? <laughs> hey, Christian, just before we go out there, yeah, if you land on the mats, you're fucking fat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
Christian, all the guys out back, they say you're soft. They say you're soft. You don't take no bumps. If you don't prove them wrong tonight, maybe you get fired. <laughs> just, just saying, man. Oh, for fuck's sake. I'm not, you know what? I've been throwing around the phrase dream match over and over again, but it would be a disservice to many things in my life if I called the Hollies taking on the fabulous Moolah and Mae Young a dream match. This is a nightmare match. It's seriously like if I dreamt about this match, I'd wake up and... <laughs> you know one those kind of cold sweat? I've like fallen off a cliff and been stung by a bee just before I hit the ground. With a... <laughs> like, you know, you wake up so harsh, you give yourself a fucking sore neck like... Ah! <laughs> so yeah, it's that kind of a dream. The Hollies, Mula and Mae Young. Why do they keep picking the stiffest teams to put these old ladies with? The Dudley Boys, the Acolytes, the Hollies. Next week is going to be Kane and the Undertaker. <laughs> you know. Or the Undertaker and Big Show. You could sit around the learning tree and fucking wrestle <laughs> Mae Young. Like. The ladies are accompanied by their squeezes, Harvey Whippleman and Mark Henry. Mark Henry's got a serious Uncle Phil vibe going yeah. on with the, the nice big jumper and the tan pants. Fucking love it. May at the start of the match just goes over to the top rope and starts waving and then gives Mark a big old hug. She is so excited. It's great. Ah, oh, Bob Holly shouldn't be in there. No. No, he'd like have Crash be in there and then have Bob do something. But don't start the match off with Bob He's fighting an old lady. shoves her straight yeah, away. Like, stiffs her. I'm the big shot. Like. <laughs> I don't want no one taking no liberties with me. I ain't having no young talent coming in here at the ring with me. When I was 83-year-old woman, I had it way tougher than you guys. So, yeah. Interesting tags by Moo and May. <laughs> May. May walks into the ring and then taps Moolah on the back. And the ref's like, tag made. <laughs> That's it. Right, this match. I, 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 love, I love May. I do. Uh, Moolah, she's got some fucking dark shit in her past. Mm. The idea of Moo and May on TV uh, is like a, is a nice thing, you know. They can make me smile very often. But the closest thing I can think of this match, like first of all, these two, I think this is the fr- like they don't know what a tag team match is, <laughs> as evidenced by that tag. The closest thing I can ascribe this to to describe the level of organized chaos going on is you know Gentle Ben in The Simpsons. <laughs> So, the no, with the microphone. No, May, no. This <laughs> comes in, starts hitting things like, you know, <laughs> kicking over tables uh, to come out and trank her afterwards. Uh, Crash gets tagged in, puts the boots to May Young, fucking yeah. slams her. Not even little Elroy Crash doing this can make it less creepy. It's just like, a, it's like your grand getting the shit knocked yeah, out of her. By a young athlete. So, Crash is going to get his. <laughs> Crash is going to get his comeuppance now because that old bastard Crash Holly came in putting the boots to Mae Young right now someone putting the boots to Mae Young like that straight away I'm like that's instant sympathy for me it worked when I was a kid because she kind of looks like my gran uh, and it works for me as an adult I don't like seeing Mae Young get put through tables and not in the kind of like oh this is sickening because I know Mae loved fucking doing that shit but it's just it's cheap heat and it works I don't like seeing an elderly woman get beat up but my God, I feel sorry for Crash Holly in this match. He puts the boots to Mae Young. He gets put in the corner then afterwards. And it's time for hey, a little bit of comedy. Bronco Buster. Way! 
hey, I bet that would be an unpleasant experience. Can you imagine getting a Bronco Buster from Mae Young? I remember seeing in a shoe interview, Eric Bischoff said that she put pilchards down her cross before he did the Bronco Buster tour. I bet that was terrible. So in the corner goes Crash, and like a fucking runaway train... May Young runs full force at Crash, jumps onto the Bronco Buster, and kicks him right in the fucking mouth. Like, just BAM! She jumps up, it's like, what? Oh! Like, I swear to God, I thought Crash was gonna get sick because her fucking foot went right in his mouth. Like, he fucking killed him! Oh my, it's like she slipped on a banana peel or something. The foot just goes, boom, straight in there. Like, oh, poor Crash. I'm not sure what it is. It could be depth perception. May could lack object permanence and that Crash was there and then she closed one eye and assumed he was gone. <laughs> but she just kicked him right in the face. And it's so funny as well because he gets smacked. Cold cocked and Michael Cole's like, Yeah! The Bronco The Bronco Buster! He's like unconscious there, like dribbling. How embarrassing for Crash Holly. That is the hardest I've laughed at a botch in a very, very long time. And then Bob Holly is to come to he's like, No one potatoes my partner, motherfucker, and he cold cocks her. He fucking annihilates her with the clothesline. I went into this match like kinda going, oh. This is going to be kind of bad. But literally, everyone in this match I feel sorry for, except Bob Holly. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you can never feel sorry for Bob in any circumstance. Who finds a way in this carnival of misery to still come off bad? <laughs> Good on you, Bob. <laughs> Fucking hell. So Crash recovers himself, hits a power slam. The Hollies win. Yeah, great. I mean, this is, you know, you play with fire, you're going to get burned. Oh, and the boyfriends come in to try and fend off the Hollies to send their, yeah. uh, their partners. Mark gets double teamed, he gets beaten up. And then Bob gives Harvey Whiffleman. I didn't even know this was a move you could do, Stiff. I didn't know an atomic drop could look so horrible. But honestly, it was like his kneecaps exploded <laughs> or something. Like, it was a proper big... Like, yeah, Harvey came in like Pop Baker's Harvey comes in and he's like oh this is it you're in for it now and he whips off this shirt big pop fucking throws the glasses down I really want him to take his pants off <laughs> I just thought it'd be so funny hit him and he was had his pants around his ankles and then Bob hit him like but alas yeah like, once the pants come off you're fucked Bob <laughs> well, once Harvey gets down there he's got a low centre of gravity and you know once a, he'll kick your fucking arse if he's in his trousers <laughs> So yeah, Bob does the atomic drop in a way where I think he broke the tailbone and ankles <laughs> of Harvey Whippleman. And it's like Bob's walking away and there's this crash zoom on Harvey and he's just like mm. <laughs> mm. And I bet they had a big laugh backstage. Oh. Ha 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 The posse come out just cause yeah fucking Farouk hitting that uh, running back grapple on No Mercy the big old face crusher you never see that move the yeah. sit down face crusher and Bubbles goes crying like a baby I thought what it was because Bubba's been doing this this is what made me such a Bubba mark he starts the matches off with his glasses on now yeah. and I thought it was the face crusher the nose of the glasses <laughs> <laughs> 
Because that's happened to me. Yeah, it sucks. I gave my cousin an X Factor onto his bag once, but the big fucking nerd had a million bucks in it, so he nearly broke his nose. <laughs> so, mate, be like me. Go light. Two pens and a refill pad. It's all you fucking need. It's only the fucking junior, sir. Come on. And we get it, Adam. And can you confirm for the people in attendance that I was able to correctly call the move? You said it before they even did it. You said it before Michael Cole. Fucking A, my boy Rodney. Up top. High society, baby. No one gets out of high society because no one ever gets high society. <laughs> Done for them in a fucking match. Boom! High society! Out! One, two, three! You're done! High society! You're lucky you didn't get the gas mask! The gas mask? That's Pete Gas's finisher! <laughs> and, and the best thing about the gas mask! And I'm doing it now because he'll never fucking do it on SmackDown, I swear! The best thing about the gas mask is that he puts his hands over your mouth like a gas mask! The fucking posse laying them out. They walk away victorious. You don't ever fuck with the posse, acolytes. You don't ever fuck with the posse. Not in a million years. Fucking love that. It was the greatest moment ever. It was so great to see them lay out the acolytes. And they cut backstage to Hunter and Seth. And they're like, fuck yeah, the posse laying out the acolytes. Oh man, I want to get some hummus up in this. I'm so fucking jazzed up. I'm so team Frigim right now. <laughs> the gas. <laughs> you better wish that Joey Abs doesn't hit his finisher. Has he got one? Incredible move. <laughs> I hear Joey Abs. Incredible move. He's great. great. <laughs> that is probably the most posse offense we're ever going to see on SmackDown Crawl. So really savor it, Kevin. Just imagine this moment. That exact diatribe on it. That exact passion. Peak gas. Driving the road. It's two in the For morning. For fuck's sake. He's got, he's got half a can of Shasta in the back. He's got four sausage rolls from Greg's. <laughs> and he's got fast pass on the motorway. Driving it down. Just fucking fist. Pu punching the roof. Punching in the fucking high society. Do you remember when we did it that one time? <laughs> do you remember when we were backstage and we asked, should we do the high society or the gas mask? And we decided to do the high society. I thought, yeah, it's probably best. Whoa. I love that you always describe his commute as being an English commute, just to make it more depressing. Like, the idea of him going to Greg's. <laughs> If you're ever on the M25, you just hear a fucking, yeah, there's pink gas, it's all it is. Remembering the high His commute is so long, he used to drive from Greenwich through Newcastle. All oh, right. <laughs> to drive from That's enough posse. <laughs> Backstage, Mattress Mick Hayes, still waiting for The Rock. I'm back with a bang, baby. <laughs> Will people get that reference? I'm getting Mattress Mick tweets. So. Really? Yeah, That's awesome. It's good. Nice one, guys. Still going, you know? As long as Mattress Mick is still going, I still feel a tentative connection to Ireland. So, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, Luna climbs Viscera when he gets tagged in. Kind of like a Talos from uh, Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I can't like to imagine any time that Viscera is in there, if you imagine the Talos music. His head, the reason he's got the little yellow mohawk is that's the actual gem you have to smack like, to take him down. <laughs> 
it is so pandly obvious that the Big Show is no longer going to be champion. Like, the experiment has failed. You ain't going into a Big Four pay-per-view with that belt, big guy. Uh-uh. The Royal Rumble's three weeks away, so time to fuck off. And it's again, <laughs> Big Show is our champion. He should be the biggest star of the show. And we this is our first look at him tonight, is him coming out for his match. No storyline, no promos. Oh, don't forget, we did cut to him backstage earlier. <laughs> yeah. What was he doing backstage though, Kevin? He was having a bop at the wall, wasn't he? He was stood facing away from the wall, just casually going. All the intensity of a man at Newark Northgate who's found out he was connecting train to Edinburgh has been delayed by 20 minutes. Oh, there's vending machines out of order as well. Oh, there's a line at the Costa as well. Only got 26% on the battery. Fucking hell. What a debacle. Championship a, there, yeah, the big show. You heavyweight know? champion. Uh, Triple H and Stephanie come out immediately. So, uh, yeah, they're sitting on their, away. their special hummus zone chair. Yeah. Which has like, become a gimmick now. That's their thing. Yeah, I like that. That That's actually an established thing that they're going to sit in that chair every week now, hopefully. Michael Cole makes it seem less into He goes, oh, that recliner chair ever present. Why don't you just stop talking about things that you're seeing, Mike? He just ruins everything he talks about. You say the recliner chair ever present that you walk into your dad's rumpus room, like, oh, ah. the recliner chair ever present. <laughs> Fraser looking at Martin's chair or something. <laughs> ah, the recliner chair ever present. <laughs> Ham like hands by the big show. Throw an Xbox around like a sack of potatoes. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> We're nearly done, Kevin. We're nearly there, don't worry. I'm just saying. He's fucking cereal bowl. He's a knife. <laughs> Michael Cole, again with the audio description commentary here. Big show, left to the wolves here. And the wolves are Degeneration X. <laughs> He's like part from Parks and Recreation. Like, yeah. you know. <laughs> the story of this match is it ended in a roll. <laughs> <laughs> We open up in DX's base and Stephanie, who's back to normal gear this week, no mm. more shirts and ties, she chastises the rest of the Dum Dum crew, or as The Rock refers to them later, the Rudy Poo crew. <laughs> Love that. Chief among them, their leader, Rowdy Rudy Pooper. <laughs> so basically, on Raw, we had a three-on-one handicap, you're fired match yeah. with Billy, Road Dog, and Xbox against The Rock who managed to win and Stephanie was not happy about this because Adam as we all know DX is all about perfection that's what it's always stood for Kevin when you think of DX you think of excellence and perfection and not uh, racism or blacking up or, no god or no. No, no 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 or no. boobs no. or dicks or crotches generally no Perfection. Yeah, I mean, the fans came up with all that stuff. Really, if you boil it down to what it was, you go back to Triple H, Shawn Michaels, China, you know, that was all about perfect matches, perfect storytelling. It just reminds me of kind of like, you ever have like a teacher or someone who's so out of touch with their class? Like, come on, guys, we all have fun here in maths. What's going on today? Uh... You love maths on a Friday. Come on. You guys, last week, when I was with the trigonometry, you were, come on, remember last week? That, that, uh, you look in here when Stephanie is talking to x Buck, Road Dog, and Billy Good with their mouths fucking slack jawed yep. open with fucking flies buzzing in and out. <laughs> uh, and she's calling them, come on, guys, perfection. Remember last week when DX was perfection? Come on. They have announced that after his interference on Raw, he interfered in the three on one handicap match. 
And Mick Foley, he's in a spot of bother this week, Adam. Mm-hmm. He's a wanted man. Yes, uh, Steph just casually goes, now, we have a warrant out for Mick Foley's immediate <laughs> arrest here tonight. Like, Just casually drops that in there. What did he do? I don't know. Like, last Smackdown, he just said really quietly, I'm going to do something. And now, like, there's a warrant out for his arrest? Like, what did he do? I was really excited for this because it's like, you know, the idea of Mick Foley as a fugitive... You know, having to constantly change, you know, is it, oh, they're on the hunt for mankind. Quickly change it to Cactus Jack. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever, you know. Quick keeps changing it up, like, ends up with Tommy Lee Jones confronting him and, you know, in a dam, like, I keep telling you I didn't do anything. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Whee! <laughs> Needless to say, Steph Marston wants to round up a posse and bring Cactus Jack to justice, like. I mean, I like the, it, it, it is maybe we're kind of, Preempting Cactus Jack a little bit here with this very old West. Yeah, no, seriously, it works. It is confusing though, because on the one hand, you've got this whole sort of like, we all need to be united and make sure we don't let Mick come anywhere near any of us. But then they're also just, you know, grilling DX and giving him a hard time for not being so good anymore. So it really reminded me of, now I was going to say VR Troopers. But it was the Masked Rider, wasn't it? Do you remember the Masked Rider? It was a Bandai show. Yeah. And uh, at the end of it, always, the, the main villain, he'd be like, you fucking jabronis, you Rudy Poos, you couldn't even stop the Masked Rider. All right, everyone come in. Everyone come in. We're having a team meeting. And then at the end of the episode, he'd go, well, maybe if I drain all of your power, that'll teach you a lesson. And he'd go, and they'll go, oh, not again. And he'd drain all their power. And then next week, he'd be like, I can't believe it. You did even worse this yeah. week. Come here, I'm going to drain your power. No, please. <laughs> You're not giving us the tools for the job. And that's what this is, is it? Pretty much, because once again, they're like, come on, guys, you can band together, right? X-Pac, you're going to get killed by the big show tonight, mm-hmm. and Billy Gunn is taking on the Acolytes. Wow. <laughs> what? They must have really fucked up. I do like, though, that X-Pac is like, the big show, there's no way. Absolutely. Last week. Last week. The main event was on. And I mean, I didn't think they'd be as brazen as to do the oh, DX looks like they're falling apart at the seams. Again. Two weeks in a row. Three weeks in a row. Three weeks Steph, in a row, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, Opening us up here tonight, big show, Paul White, with a big goatee and a sour looking face. He's taking on X-Pac. I've said this so many times, but this has got to be the worst I've ever seen him look. He looks like X-Pac's older, bolder, fatter brother. (laughs) It's really upsetting. Y2J is shown arguing with China. (sighs) And then we get our first of many cuts to out in front of the arena. What have we got, Adam? Bobby's on the beast. Yep, literally a guy whistling, swinging his baton around. <laughs> What's all we see here then? I hope there's no Mick Foley's around here, sunshine. <laughs> it's why we voted for Brexit. <laughs> to get more Bobby's on the beast. Less Mick Foley's coming over here. Coming over in our here, arena. Coming over here, interfering in our handicap matches. I've had enough. Uh, up to my backside. Like. So whatever Mick did like requires... A whole team of cops stationed around every entrance and exit of the arena all night long. I'd always love it, like if in kayfabe, like just to put over the heelishness. Because the other way, Triple H seems to be and Vince seem to be always able to summon the local police. Like, mm. give us ten of your best guys. Why? Well, one of the millionaires we have on staff is actually uh, caused a bit of a hairy situation. We don't want him in here tonight into our sold-out arena. 
absolutely fine. I'll send you ten of my best men. <laughs> most of the muscular men, I'll send those over. Like, do you ever think it'll be like, you know, when you were guarding the arena from Mick Foley, there were two shootings. <laughs> oh, or like, Jesus. There was a home invasion. Like, uh, <laughs> Yeah, apparently there was a big shipment of cocaine coming to the docks uh, this weekend in Miami. <laughs> but uh, Mick Foley was going to interfere. <laughs> <laughs> Hardcore and Crash, fresh off their big win last week. I thought you were going to say fresh out of the oven. Bob looks like he is honey glazed. Like he has got a <laughs> thick, shine, like an inch of goo around his body. Crash, bring me the ooze. I'm going to be in this Royal Rumble triple threat. <laughs> Just slicks himself up. That's how you get yourself into a fucking spot on the card, you know? Yeah. You shine yourself up real nice. You play to Vince McMahon, basically. Vince is there looking at all these guys. I need another guy. Oh, look at him. Look how shiny this one is. <laughs> Vince is like a crow in that respect. He will uh, <laughs> he will uh, go for the shiniest thing. Also, uh, to uh, to get into a shellfish, he'll drop it from a height. Uh, you know, very clever right. is Vince McMahon. Uh? Oh, Cole with the retcon in here out the fucking wazoo. Unbelievable. Hardcore Holly King, he's had problems with these two for months. No, he's not. He's doing it again. He's <laughs> slipping into a feud again. He's greased himself up, but he's going to slip into a feud quite easily. Yeah, then King goes, yeah, a Hardcore Holly thinks he should be RC champion. <laughs> Since what? What? When does he divulge this? <laughs> like, just randomly backstage? We're going to have to start doing the Sunday Night Heat crawl as well I if we're going to so. make sense of any of this. Oh, God. We're in Universal Studios. Uh-huh. Have a bad day time. Mm. It's uh, Midian Kind, as I've christened him here. And he's there going, oh, I'm here in Universal Studios in Orlando and I'm a loser and I can't get my dick hard. And I'm... <laughs> 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 my breath smells and I've got no money and my kids hate me and, uh, and uh, my brain sucks. And, uh... and it just goes on and yeah. cuts back to Stephanie and Triple H. <laughs> and Stephanie goes, what the hell is Mick Foley doing here in Orlando? <laughs> Oh, you you card Triple H. Why did Triple H not tell her about the fake, like, Mankind and the Have a Bad Day segment? She, she genuinely can't Does she not know it's Triple H in those skits as well? Yeah. <laughs> like, Look at these these stereotypes that are out there. I mean, God, I mean, I used to always suspect the Chinese were just like that, but it t- turns out I'm right, you know? But yeah, I love this. it's like either Stephanie is such a heel that she like, it's like yeah, they're all the same, these idiots like mankind, or she genuinely has been tricked by the by the character actor known as a uh, Midian, you know? And sometimes he loses himself in a role, Adam. Once I heard that he was naked for a whole weekend, a whole long weekend, and trying to get in the headspace for figuring it out for naked Midian, yeah, like Jim Carrey or something. <laughs> Acolytes taking on badass Billy Gunn. Bradshaw, it's been said before, but right here he is absolutely quintessentially all man and a yard wide. <laughs> he is a, literally is a yard wide. <laughs> when he was coming out, you said something that made me die. You went, well, he's had his wheat mix. <laughs> He has. He's just he looks looks charged a, up and ready to go. Powering Britain. You, you said he looked like a Weetabix. <laughs> like, just a big square tablet. A big oval that he is. Uh, Midian kind on the ghost train in Orlando. 
He's telling everyone about how he's never scared. I'm the craziest. I've, I've been thrown off the hell in the cell. I've done all sorts of things. Nothing's ever going to scare me. And then he sees Jaws. He's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Ah! He's like shaking the child beside him. And then he goes, I'm sure I'm not scared of that anymore. <laughs> Out of here. Oh, guess what's on sale now? The Rock says. Oh my God, The Rock Ghost Rides. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we might have to do a book report about this, I Adam. I will say, yeah, that was the first wrestling book I ever read when I was 10 years old. Massive Rock Mark. I was sorely disappointed and we will be looking at it again. Do you remember how they distinguished between Dwayne Johnson yep. and The Rock? Yeah, writing in the third person and the first person. Oh yeah, but visually, do you remember? Visually, no. Oh yeah, The, the, the Rock was in like kind of an impact font. When he wrote, Are you serious? Are yeah. you serious? All I remember, this is awful. I, I got this book when I was a kid as well. It was like when I was ten, I was like, "This is very badly written." I was like, "You don't think that when you're ten ever." Yeah. Like, this is badly written. Yeah. Like, like, what? Of course, it's fucking. But yeah, even the rocks. one, I was like, "This fucking stinks," because it was really bad recollections of angles and matches. But when he decides he's going to be the rock, it's like the rock was just Dwayne Johnson with the volume turned. Impact font way up, and then you would have the sections, the chapters that were done from The Rock's point of view, which is just a big, long promo. promo. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, a very, I very, very few memories of that book other than the Impact font and him referring to Ken Shamrock's music as anything like Sesame Street. <laughs> my 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 one memory of the book is when. He describes the first time I think he comes close to losing his virginity. And I remember as a kid, like reading it and being like, this is not what I was expecting to read about. It's like The Rock. To- and then I started pulling off my shirt real slow so she'd enjoy it. And I was like, when, when's he going to be a wrestler? <laughs> Why is he wrestling this late? <laughs> so yeah, keep an eye out for that on Patreon. Kurt Angle comes out, he cuts a promo as well, essentially summarising the plot of his last two months' worth of promos. Yeah, perfect. And he says that, I can't believe that me, an actual American hero who went to the Olympics, and won, by the way, and I'm not your people's champion, you'd rather have this smooth-talking smart Alec. <laughs> and The Rock is like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> he does another promo. He's like, I'm not letting that lie. I'm not letting that lie. I have to nip this in the bud. No one calls me a smart Alec, motherfucker. So yeah, he says uh, he's an American hero. This takes so long. <laughs> You're an American hero. And Kurt's like, yes. Yes, I that am. That is correct. And yeah, you've got those medals that you wear. I do. I often wear them. He points at them. Here they are. like... I'd like you to do something uh, with those medals. And Kurt's like, what's, what's, where's he going with this? Cole is immediately like, oh man, no way. <laughs> Kurt's just like, hang on a minute. You talk about medals, yeah, no, I'm accomplished. What do you want me to do with them? Then? I, I, I was expecting a rebuff, if I'm honest, but hey, I'll take the compliment. And he says, I want you to shine them up real good because you're real special. <laughs> And Kurt's just there like, yeah, yeah. Shine him up with an all-American cloth and some all-American wax. And Kurt's like, those are my brands. Those are my brands. And then, yeah, he's going to put them in his arse. Uh? Median Kind is on a roller coaster, but it's closed. So he's told to exit the park. And then, oh, but uh, I'm a big league, you know, Mick Foley. Everyone knows I love roller coasters, so maybe I'll give you a little something and you'll let me on. And uh, Excuse me, uh, security control. 
there's a large masked gentleman here who's trying to get onto it. And he's like, oh, and he runs away. And he's like, security, there's a large masked gentleman on the loose in the car. <laughs> I like that because it's like, it's cutting. Because if you, you're going to be affected by this the more you know McFoley. Mm. And if you know McFoley a lot or you love him a lot, you'll have read his book. And if you read his book, you know, in 1999, McFoley's favorite thing in the whole world was roller coasters. Mm. So this is them just going a little too personal. I will say as well, he's not just queuing up for any roller coaster. It's the uh, Woody's Nuthouse children's roller coaster, just to really twist the blade even more. He's not even going on a real ride. Like <laughs> He just wants to go on the little squirrel ride, whatever it is. I, all I remember is, I think it's in Foley is Good, he talked about some house show where like him and all the guys went to Universal Studios or somewhere where it was beforehand. They did all the coasters, and they did like, a promo with him and the boss man. And he's like, boss man, if I do believe so, I saw you earlier at Universal Studios getting sick on the teacups ride. Our boss was like, hey, that was really fast, that ride, just so you know, and I was feeling jet-lagged. <laughs> On Raw, we had Big Boss Man and Albert. At a disadvantage, they were in a handicap match. They took on Test, Moolah, and Mayhem. Oh, for fuck's sake. These girls are seeing some fucking action. Yeah, They've had more matches in the last month than the women's champion. I reckon Vince saw how much it was costing to keep them employed and was like, we might as well get our money's worth out of these women. <laughs> Squeeze every drop out of these chickens you can get, you yeah. know? Old chicken makes the best soup. <laughs> Adam, the posse, they work him over. Pete Gas doesn't really get much of a look in. Uh, neither does Rodney, but Joey Abs, he's got the training in there. He's working him over. We do a little bit of a tag. In comes Rodney. What do we get? The fucking tag team finisher, the Mean Street Posse. I'm talking about the big back body drop. Caught into a catch. Sit out power bomb. The fucking stock exchange, man. No one gets up from the stock exchange. I didn't know about the stock exchange. No, no, you seemed flabbergasted when that happened. Michael <laughs> Cole doing the homework. It's the fucking stock exchange. Now, what I'd like to see is instead of Joey Abs handling the bulk of the actual wrestling there as in you have to catch the guy and mm. also do the sit-out powerbomb why for Rodney and Pete did oh, that oh no like, people will die Kevin this is called the move future endeavours like you know <laughs> unfortunately because of this move you can't wrestle anymore so yeah we got the stock exchange which is a fucking awesome move yeah that could be the finish it's such a good move I can't believe no one's ever done like that before or no, since really nice looking move I don't think the acolytes are kind of like yeah we'll steal the Dudley boys 3DB but uh come on you got this right here yeah why don't you do the stock exchange guys what's the wrong what's the problem then we get it, peak gas in the ring to show Funaki. What does he do, Adam? The gas mask. Oh, baby! The gas mask. He puts <laughs> his hands right over your mouth, picks him up, sit out, slam. I fucking love the gas mask. I know you do, but honestly, like, the posse? They got in, like, one finisher and then straight into another. Like, this next little two minutes is, like, the shield or something. Like, <laughs> the three of them are just, like, unstoppable from any angle you come at them. I think why it is is when Triple H said he was going to reward them. It's like, you know, in SmackDown 2, you can give a bunch of finishers oh, yeah. at the start. They've weighted this in the posse's uh, favour. <laughs> so, Pete Gas has hit the, the gas mask. We get kick out from Fanaki, which is very impressive in of itself. And he goes, you know what? I'm going to help my main man, Rodster, up here. Okay, he's going to hold him up. He's going to hit high society. <laughs> now, <laughs> I've got to say, folks, like, we watched this right before recording. 
You know when Roger Rabbit has like a little bit of alcohol? That's what Kevin was like. He was fucking three posse finishes back to back. He exploded. And if anything, the reason why I'm reserved right now is because I was like a goddamn, like a firework. Mm. That's all I was. I was straight up like a firework and bouncing around that room. An indoor firework. Very safe, of course. But it goes for high society. Now, I, as we all know, Adam, no one gets up from high society. No. It's been established in Smackdown canon that no one gets up from high society. Not even the men that perform. <laughs> Not even the men that perform high society or assist in high society. I was worried, though, Adam, because Pete was holding up Fanaki in like a full Nelson position. Now, as we all know, high society, a blockbuster-type maneuver, there's literally no way Rodney could have done this and not hurt Pete in the process. Because mm-hmm. Pete was behind him and Funaki. Yeah. So, if it went according to plan, he would have done high society and killed Pete Gas in the process. So, instead, what happens is he goes for high society, doesn't get the whole loop right, just kind of goes up to the top. And, yeah, him and Funaki collapse off the top rope. But don't worry... Pete Gass's massive face captures all of the damage. They kill him! Yeah. Oh my god! It looks so fucking ugly. Oh my god, it's fucking horrible! And to see you go from being like, Yeah! I just, like, such a range of emotion. <laughs> it was a fucking roller coaster. It was like, because before that, he was like, JR stood up like, Feel it! Experience! Oh yeah! Is that the, it's the old Pete Gass! He's a walking! He's a, oh no! <laughs> I was genuinely concerned. Yeah, it was horrifying. Uh? Oh, a golden segment coming up right here. It's time for the town hall meeting with the regime. Howard Finkel is just sat on his own off to one side, like mm-hmm. little little boy, hands on his legs yeah. as well. Can I sit with my friends? No. You sit there by yourself, Fink. Or he's gonna walk around. Can I sit with you guys? No, old man. Aww. Howard is a very sad-looking individual, but I love when Stephanie's like, Hey, everyone, I want your attention. And then she goes, God damn it, I said I want your attention. She picks up a chair and goes like... (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, guys, Stephanie's business. So she introduces their champion, the most honorable, prestigious champion of all time. It's Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Oh my god, he's fucking, he takes forever with this. I know you're doing the setup of like, oh, it's meant to be, this is meant to be a candy ass stipulation, it's meant to be bogus. Yeah. So he comes out there, he's like, right guys, no one has ever done this before, no one has ever done a random drawing for the WWF Championship. And as the WWF Champion holding the WWF Championship, I am for the first time ever going to do a random drawing in this tombola. Yeah, that is a tombola. It right? is a tombola, yeah. Never done a tombola. It's because you're not British, Kevin. It is. Yeah. Like now and then, we the things will come up in my day to day life, and Joe will be like, "What? You've never had butterscotch sauce?" Mm. Or like, "What? You've never been Morris dancing?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, or you've never. I, yesterday, I was like, "I've never had a turnover." You've never had a turnover. You know, all these things happen constantly. It's usually cakes. <laughs> You've never had a fucking Cheshire bun. <laughs> and you've never done a tombola. I've though. never done a tombola. You're not missing much. So right there, that was false. That was false there. When I was like, oh, you know, like a tombola, like you do. Don't know what it is. Oh, thanks for being honest about it, though. It's okay. It's all right. Never been to a fate. They don't have them at home. 
I'll see if I can sort something out for you next summer. Like you can go back to my village. There's not been a fate in Salford either. It's just like everywhere I go. <laughs> Sorry, can you imagine a Salford fate? It'd be great. <laughs> It'd be scary. Lose <laughs> cigarettes. Like, it'd be crap. There was actually. I lived in Glasgow once, and uh, there was like a mate of mine. I lived I lived in Glasgow for like seven months at the point. A guy, a friend of mine, was moving over, and he was a nice boy, but a little bit innocent mm-hmm. for for the mean streets of Glasgow. And he goes, "Oh, there's a there's a fate on at the weekend uh, down in this area." I was like, "That." Yeah, like you know, I live down there. And I don't know if there's really much of a fate there. He's like, no, there's gonna be like crafts and stuff like that. It was people selling like loose cans of beer, loose cigarettes. Oh god! And incense. <laughs> That's a fate. <laughs> That's a fate. <laughs> it's just like the worst car boot sale ever. Like. <laughs> so yeah, they decided here with the tombow that we're gonna do a random drawing. First time ever. Triple H takes longer than we did just there to explain what's going on. And he didn't even talk about the ins and outs of a fate. So, you know. <laughs> and it's great because the crowd, the crowd is so innocent. For an Azure crowd, they literally start going, Rocky, Rocky. Come on, Rock. No chance. I know you'll win the tombola. Oh. So he pulls out the first one. Andre the Giant. Come on, guys. All right. Who did that? Which one? Are you? Big fucking deal. Which joker did this? Cole immediately goes, somebody's playing ha-ha with the game. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what they called it when you were growing up, Mike? Playing ha-ha. We called it hee-haw. Like, that was just me, though, you know? So, yeah, someone's playing ha-ha because, again, like, you know, he goes, yeah, I'd kick his ass if he was here, but he's not. He's oh, dead. boo. Remember with that? It was my favourite way, like, when they had Big Show and Cena trying to get heat for the feud, and John Cena's like, yo, man, you ain't the giant, the only true giant, and he points up, is Andre and Big Show's like yeah well Andre's not here he's dead oh, God. and if he was I'd kick his ass <laughs> <laughs> boom <laughs> if he was here I'd put him in the colossal clutch <laughs> <laughs> he'd be begging for the alley-oop after that next one he pulls out is Mula. yeah and uh, he's like, okay, all due respect, you know, I'm sure you and I would tear it down, Mula, but, you know. He called her bluff, I'll be honest. Because <laughs> I know for doing how-to jobbers recently, I know that he did a whole thing where he, like, he faced, like, Gilberg and Brawler yeah. and Taka and all that. what I was expecting. Like, when we were watching this earlier, we said, like, who do you think it is? And I thought it was going to be Gilberg, you reckoned Brawler or Taka, maybe. So, yeah, it's neither of those guys. No, not Mula. Not, not Mula, either. So you go, right, everyone thinks this is a candy-ass stipulation. <laughs> Think it's a candy-ass tombola. So let's bring in let's bring in an unbiased third party. So who do they bring in, Adam? The Fink. Yeah, it's time for the Fink. Now, as soon as Fink stood to his feet, I started laughing because I was like, it's obviously something's going to happen. You were saying the sentence, I bet his pants are going to fall back. <laughs> and before you'd finished that, he had fallen over, knocked over the tombola, and there were balls going everywhere. And he's just like, no, no, God, no. I like the idea as well. It's like, well, he's wearing a, uh, I don't know, do you tombola? Do you usually have a tuxedo wearing guy for that? Like, you might, prestige? someone dressed like a big break player or something, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he looked like he was dressed for the part. Yeah. He honestly looked delighted to be asked to help out. Mm. And he knocks him all over. He says, like, an hour trying to pick one up. And he finally does, and he drops it. <laughs> and, like, when he opens it, it's like, you know, we've got a Kindrag where it's like, there's a, there must be two minion figures in here. It's so packed tight. <laughs> and he opens up, and it goes flying across the room. He has to go get it and unwrap it. And then he has a big smile and goes... It's Rakishi! Yeah, and everyone starts clapping, and all the locker room are going, Rakishi, 
Rocky Sheen. Fucking love that moment. I got swerved to fuck here. Me too. I got swerved by the lack of a swerve in this segment. Yeah. Like, I fucking love that. And I kind of like to think that maybe they did have it weighted. Like, there was an obvious one or something, but yeah. by knocking it over, Fink, Fink fucked it up. You know, somehow messed up their plan. Mm-hmm. And I just loved it because Fink is so embarrassed, but when he sees it, he's thrilled. He has the big smile and goes, It's Rocky Sheen. Yeah. That's got reminded of, if you heard a Gallo's story about being booked to wrestle Kane on the house shows when he first tried out for WWE. No. Oh, Fink rang him up because Fink does a lot of the outside hires and yeah. stuff like that. And he goes, Hello, Luke Gallows. This is Howard Finkel. This weekend, you'll be taking on Kane <laughs> in Tacoma, Washington. And when he's hanging up, he goes, Watch out for that junk slam. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, Howard just loves wrestling, I think. I think he's oh. genuinely happy. Everyone's so happy that Rikishi has won it. Like, yeah. And he's going to get the shot. Fucking excited, is yeah, all I can Triple say. Yeah, Triple H versus Rikishi. <laughs> What a fucking great SmackDown! That was so good! That was a fucking joy to watch. I feel like we had almost as much stuff as last week in terms of, like, you know, there was loads of angles happened, but I don't feel like I've been through a fucking 10-hour Lord of the Rings marathon no. or something. I don't feel drained by it. It was a really well-paced out show. Very well-paced this week. Everyone got a look in. Kurt looks good, Rikishi looks good, Rock, Mankind, Triple H. Mm-hmm. Kane looked like a fucking monster yeah, as well. That's true. Fucking awesome. Can't wait for next few weeks because Cactus Jack time very, very soon, folks. Finally. Thank you very much for being a $5 backer and as always for joining us on the SmackDown Crawl. Any moments from this episode or previous episodes you want to see made into a video, leave an old comment here for Adam Bibolo and he'll get to make it up. Thanks very much for being a backer and supporting us on Patreon. It's a goodbye from me. And me. And we'll see you next time on the Smackdown Crawl.